Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came in, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we can't no value the haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. <laughs> okay, so uh, folks, today's guest is a special one. We uh, brought him here from Wall Street. Big financial <laughs> analyst, hedge yeah. fund manager, expert. We're going to talk a lot about ETFs, uh, credit swaps. Um. Uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, uh, what's all that of that. What's that easing? Wolf of all. The, the one and only Andrew Quantity. Schultz yes. in the house. Yes. I'm here, baby. How you feeling? Yo, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out. For sure, for sure. You're funny as hell, man. Thank you, man. I'm enjoying your content. Very, very impressive. Yeah, I can I can literally sit there and I watch him like this guy is a ridiculous communicator. Oh, yeah. Maybe okay. one of the best storytellers out there, man. Dude, that's so funny because I was saying that about you. The only difference Me is telling stories. Yeah. No, I mean that way. Like yeah. the way that you communicate is through story. It's like if you look at great, and I don't want to compare you to politicians, but if you look at the most effective politicians, they answer every question with a story. Yeah. And it's the best. It's like biblical. You know. It's like why would I tell you what it is when I could show you? Uh-huh. So you're on it. I man. appreciate that. So these guys yeah. know who you are. They're in the comedy space. I know you from a fan standpoint. Okay. They know you from a comedic standpoint. Stand up. Okay. How did you get started? Tell your story how you got started. God. Okay. So I'm born and raised in New York. Yep. I uh, I was I surfed when I was a kid randomly. I was born and raised in Manhattan, but I like surfing. And uh, so I was like, all right, for college, I'm going to go to a school where I could surf. So I went to school at UC Santa Barbara. Oh, wow. And uh, my fifth year in college there, I was managing a restaurant that had a comedy night randomly. And they asked me if I wanted to try And I always loved comedy, but I never was like, I'm going to go do that. I always thought it was a weird thing to go, I'm going to go on stage and talk in front of people, even though I admired it so much. So the fact that somebody kind of asked me, I was like, okay, maybe this is like the uh, excuse I need. And I tried and I fucking loved it. And I came back and I just never, never looked back. N- prior to that, nothing. Never, ever. Never wrote a joke. So now in school, if I'm in high school with you, 10th grade, 11th grade, who were you? Yeah, I was trying to make everybody laugh. Okay. I was trying to get attention for sure, and I was busting balls. And I always enjoy busting balls, and I love comedy. I mean, like, I got hustled into the uh, into those fucking, um, into the tapes, to the Russell Simmons Def Comedy Jam. Didn't you do Def, Def Comedy Def, Jam? I was on Def Jam. Yeah, but you, you did it a little bit later. I did it when, um, but, I was the, the different host. Um, not Martin. D.L. Hughley was on. No, me and Daniel Jr. did it on the same that's year. That's right, that's yeah. right. But so when we were kids, he had this great, like, Basically, you, you, I, I got my dad to sign me up, and it was like a monthly thing where they gave you a new tape every single month, yeah. right? Like, And so I didn't even know it was that. I just thought we were getting one. They just kept coming in. My dad was like, what the fuck is this? So we just had this stack of just absolutely horrendous, offensive jokes yes. that we found hilarious, but at the same time, Def Comedy Jam was like just taking over. Yeah. It was like, yeah. like when you did that, how much how much time do you have? Uh, how much time? Yeah. What do you mean? On, on the stake? Oh, it, they were like... Dude, 10 minutes, they cut it to like a five-minute yeah, yeah, It was yeah, cut yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Why is yeah. that? Is they that like just, a model? Was that a structure? Did they put a lot of guys on or... I think it was probably better. It was like, let's just take the best five. Take the best five. And but a lot of these dudes didn't even have time. A lot of no, these guys yeah. had... It takes time to put together like an hour of material where you oh, could like tour, you know? Forever. That's a big thing in the comedy world, the, the yeah. time you get. So you start with yeah. two minutes. Yeah. And you get five. Maybe you get 10. Yeah. yeah. When you can get to 20, half hour... like. People are, I'm working on my hour. I'm working yeah. on my hour. You know what that's like. Well, right? you need an hour to tour. Yeah. You know, like the way that we make money is by going on the road. Now we have podcasts and all these other things. But before that, it was like, 
you know, you're, you're like a stripper. Like, it's just, yeah. I got this weekend in Milwaukee, and I need <laughs> right. to make that money, and they're going to pay me $1,500 or $2,000. Yeah. And it sucks about those, Andrew, because you know, listen, when you're not, when it ain't yours and you have no hands-on shit, like, you know, with, like, the Netflix and all these people, yeah. over there, you do it, you leave. There's a room of people that are picking your shit for oh, you. You're for like, sure. and yo, sure. can I edit my, can I be in the room to yeah. edit? Yeah, yeah. I know what's funny. Y'all, you know, you're just an editor, not talking shit about editors, but. That's the most vulnerable thing, man. And that's the trickiest thing when you're building a business is like, maybe I would say this. That's the, I think that's the biggest issue with Hollywood right now is like, the people who come up with the ideas for the movies mm -hmm. are so far away from the execution of the movie. Wow. And the, if you look at the films that actually work, it's usually like writer-directors. Yep. Right? They see the whole thing through. Like, even not even writer-director. Like, you look at a guy like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like the only actor that gets final edit. So that means you can't even put a scene in unless he says okay. That's badass. That's dude. some crazy. And that's, that's why dope. every Mission Impossible... It's sick. It's right? Sick. Yep. He made nine. How many missions? <laughs> it, it, it's, I think the mission's possible. Right? Like, every one he wins. Mission accomplished. It's mission accomplished, yeah. but we still watching it. Yeah. And every one he got to pretend like he's not going to do it. We believe it every single time. You think yeah. it's going to happen this time? Yeah, I so, think so. God, so, so Cruz is saint status, right? So you would yeah. call him like a well, saint status guy that he gets to do whatever he wants to do. Who's, I mean, who's saint status in your world right now? In comedy, who's saint status? I mean, Chappelle hey. is one. Dave. Okay. Yeah. Who else? Is there saint status in comedy? Joe. Rogan. Rogan, think, Rogan do whatever yeah. he wants. Dave can do whatever he wants. Joe. You know? Bill. Bill. I think Bill Burr could Bur Bill Burr could say whatever the hell he wants. I mean, Louie went through his ship. I mean, Louis, bro, I would still go and put money to see somebody like him, and I would put money to see Bill Louis to get all these guys. Would yeah, you I put mean, Ricky I, Gervais as a... Yeah, yeah Ricky, I, I, Ricky's up there for, for the whole year. The thing year, yeah. with Louis is, and Louis would say, like, you know, I think he even said it, like, they're probably not going to make a movie with him for a while. Yeah. Like, Louie's going to need to make his own hit, and then Hollywood will go, okay. Welcome him go. back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's business. That's the, the weird thing about it. Like, I don't know. Like, the more I, when you, when you don't have any success, everything feels like it's an organized attack, right? And then when you start to have a little bit of success, you understand, like, how business works. It's a lot of people just trying to not lose their job. Yeah. You know, so like before I was like, oh, Hollywood's trying to put all these these weird <laughs> ideologies and movies and convince everybody to be this way. And it's not. It's just some guy who doesn't want to lose his job. So he hears your edgy joke and he's just yeah. like, I could get fired. My kids are in private school. I just bought this house I can't afford. All right. Cut that fucking joke. Yeah. And scared money don't make money, which mm -hmm. is why a lot of those things flop. But at the same time, I have empathy for people who. They don't love the fucking movie. They love their kids and shit. They want their kids to go to school. So, yeah. so you're not into the whole Disney, what they're doing, you know, the woke stuff that Disney's what they going do. through? Hasn't Disney always been woke? I mean, my favorite Disney movie when I was a kid was about, like, a Middle Eastern dude. Which one was it? Aladdin? Aladdin? Which one are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what he was. Like, I thought Aladdin was white. Some brown I had no yeah. fucking Magic clue. Magic right, bro. Like, yo, when we were young, it was like Mulan, Aladdin. I didn't even know there was white people in, yeah. in Disney. <laughs> There was one white, it was like, Ariel was like a fish and white. Yeah. <laughs> Mermaid. Yeah. She was white. We were, and white people are the best swimmers. Like, that makes yeah. sense. Like, they're not going to be, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, so they're, they're not going to object to that one. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, I always thought it was diverse. I don't know why everybody's making a big deal so you, about it. So you're saying Disney's been woke for a while. I wouldn't even call it woke. I think it's woke when you, like, virtue signal about it. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody, when, when, when fucking Aladdin came out, nobody was going, oh, here they go, trying to capitulate to the Middle Eastern people, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like, giving them an opportunity. I swear to God, being a kid, I didn't know that they weren't white. 
I mean, none of them. I don't think you guys did. Did you even did you put it two and two together? And I'm Middle Eastern. I wasn't like, yeah, those sandals are dope. Like I didn't. I had no idea. No, I knew it was Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah, but we, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a problem until you get older and where they they separate everybody by this and race and this and yeah, that's that's why. So what's happened then? Have we become softer and more sensitive because? You know, th- there's a whole camp that talks about what Disney's doing, right? Like, their last yeah. two movies flopped. Yeah. This uh, Stranger World, whatever the movie was oh, called. Yeah, that's a big one. $180 million dollars opening yeah. weekend 20. They're saying they're going to lose $100 million. Then the other yeah. one they did is, uh, which one is, uh, 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 what do you call it, with Toy Story? What's uh, the, uh, oh, with, the, uh, um, there's a name Buzz for Lightyear. Buzz, Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. That one flopped. That's back-to-back flop, and the CEO gets fired. Oh, yeah, they lose their tax status here in Florida, so... DeSantis goes back with them. Iger said a couple comments the other day about DeSantis. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting place. Parents, some parents are not comfortable with Disney. The brands change a little bit. But, you know, they've had criticism for a while on what they've done. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I think it's something that you consider. It's absolutely something these, these brands are considering, right? You're a billion-dollar company. You're going to make these considerations. But at the same time, like, they did that thing. I think Disney did Encanto. Yep. Was that Disney? Mm-hmm. That fucking crushed. Killed it. And that's like a Venezuelan story or something like yep. that. And I'm not exactly sure. So like I don't know, that's an interesting one. You and, know? It, and it's weird but and like like you said from us growing up, we used to watch what they would never make today. Yeah. Tom and Jerry, Roadrunner and the, dude, they were trying to kill each other. Like yeah, you feel yeah, me? Like yeah, the Coyotes yeah. whole life was trying to kill this yeah. fast ass thing. Yeah, yeah. Never act me, nothing ever worked. Yeah. And Tom and Jerry, this cat was trying to eat this thing and was the worst cat ever. Yeah. And the owner was a black chick because you knew it. Because yeah. it shot them. <laughs> Tom, what you doing? They, that was the most blatantly like you knew she they never even showed who she was. She was yeah. a black chick, and that was just a stereotype black chick that they put in there. I don't know. I'm just I'm like Disney, you can't fuck with the mouse, man. Disney is just Disney's so smart. Like people think it's a competition, but it's not. Like you'll spend you got kids. You have four kids, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So like you have kid? No, you no. don't fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> From a former fuck boy. Yeah, take not, one to nah, know. he's not. A, oh, I'm I'm reformed. I know if I was fucking real like you, I can tell. This guy is out in these streets, these canals, these rivers, whatever. The you can't even hide it anymore. God, yo, yo I was at a retirement community last bro. night. I came home before we started recording. He's talking about girls we both know. I'm twins, like, you know the twins. Right. Yeah. Come on, let me sit down and get comfy, We're talking bro. about family values here, yeah, Disney, yeah. Andrew Schultz. <laughs> yeah. This is where you want to go. Let me weigh so, on the Disney so, song. So let's go, talk go. about the family. This is when I knew it was, like, it was going to be rough for Netflix when Disney got in the game. It's because, like, how, have you ever been to Disney World? Mm-hmm. Okay, how much money you probably spend when you go to Disney World bucks. with the fam? At least a thousand. More at least that. a thousand. Like, I mean, All more, the kids yeah. Yeah. You got the hotel. Say a couple thousand dollars. Oh, you're talking hotel and everything Every together. Every weekend. Yes. Four or five thousand dollars. At least four or five thousand dollars. Yeah. How much money will you spend... On your Netflix subscription over your whole life? Oh, great question. That's a good question. Probably less than that. A thousand, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And you got six different people using the same one? Like, so there's no way Netflix is going to be able to compete long-term with a brand like Disney unless they start doing these, like, live experience and things. And they have tried. They're doing, like, Stranger Things live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to get people outside. Yeah. There has to be other streams of revenue. Like, Disney's in everything. So even if they're not making money off the movies... They got money coming in from Disney World Paris, and yep. they got the merch lines. It's like, it's so hard to compete with them because they can lose. You got kids? Four different ones. Not yet. Trying. Okay. It's it's a so you're gonna want to raise your kids a certain way. 
and you're not going to want anybody to have influence over your kids that you don't want them to have influence up until a certain point. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I got, I got to tell you. At, at some point, you're going to be like, I'm okay if he's going to hang out with this uncle, but I got to tell you something. I was, I was messaging my wife, and I was because I was, you know, I like to listen to your guys' stuff before I come on and talk to just like anybody, and um, and I was listening to something you were talking about, like living close to. You created your life around where you live. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I bought this building. It's a mile away, and the school is a point two miles, and everything like that, and everything's close. And I messaged my wife, and she doesn't know that I'm like listening to this shit, and I'm like, oh, that's fire. I'm about to drop it on <laughs> I'm about to drop that shit on And I'm looking for the point in the message. Like, I go, uh, I go, I want the studio to be close to where we live. Everything needs to be close. Restaurants close. Anything we do close. <laughs> Everything, right? And she starts to kind of like argue, like if you build your studio and then it might be a little, like, listen, if you want to maximize your life with your partner and your children, you have to keep all that close, okay? Hours traveling is wasted time with family. Yeah. She goes, yes, close neighborhood, but you know, in, in LA, everything isn't close. I go, school, work, home, social life, close. As close as I can, an hour each way is two hours away from my kid. Do you know how you can change a kid's life with two hours a day? <laughs> You're What's the reaction to that? What's she, she, goes, she goes, she goes, she goes, Andrew, I agree. I go, honestly, I'm just listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to BBD. Just keep the things real close. <laughs> That shit was fire. <laughs> that shit was fire. She was so excited. I was like, move me anywhere. That's so fucking, that's so fucking. Well, I mean, the difference is the last 20 years, I'm traveling six months out of the year. So finally, it's like, I want to get everything to be close, you know, close to each other. Yeah. But when you got kids, the yeah. only thing you're going to be like, you know, like, listen, don't talk to that guy. Be careful with this because they're still like can make up their minds. They're still a little bit more you know, flexible on ideas. And then eventually like, listen, you got to do whatever you got to do. I don't have control over you anymore. Just like us at one point, no matter what mom, dad said, we have to go screw up. We have to make our own mistakes. Yep. And then you're hoping you've teached your kid enough to process issues independently. And then they're off to the races. Yeah. If they're turned on by some Disney cartoon or this movie or that movie, that's up to them. But yeah. till then, that's the part where some people are uncomfortable with Disney right now. Yeah. You, you feel like as a parent, a little bit uncomfortable with it. I uh, uh, I feel it's my job to raise them until a point that they can decide for themselves. <laughs> Up until that point, I I, I talked to uh, I talked to, to 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 Rogan about this a little bit because you know I'll let him know I'll be like man the shitty thing the annoying thing about getting money is uh, there's less to complain about. Like when I didn't have money, I was like affected by every issue. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, we gotta talk. We gotta fix this and yeah. change." And then I got some money, and I was like, "Man, like the Amon is a great place to hang out for a weekend." <laughs> like, do I really want to read this whole article about abortion, or do I want to go to Utah and look at mountains? Yeah, like, that's way better, you know. Mm -hmm. And then Rogan was like, "When you have kids, it, it just brings you right yeah. back in." I go, "Why?" He goes, "He goes because now everything is affecting the way they see the world." And your kid is going to say something to you, and it's going to fucking rile you up. I got a friend of mine who lives up in Toronto, and his kid, uh, he got two kids, and, he, and uh, he was giving cookies. He gave two cookies to his baby girl and then one cookie to his son. And his son goes, uh, his son goes, uh, he goes, he goes, hey, I want two cookies. <laughs> and he goes, why? He goes, because fair and equal. <laughs> he goes, what did you just say? He goes, because life is fair and equal. <laughs> And he literally called his wife. He goes, we're moving back to America. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. I, 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 listen. That's hilarious. Whatever you give a lot of time to, mm. you're going to be more protective of. Mm. You know? It's like, I, that's, 
you know, like uh, comedy. What, what do you guys very much? Uh, uh, what's a sensitive side of your world in comedy? Somebody so, uses your joke. Somebody stealing yeah, your joke. Yeah, somebody yeah. steals your joke. Like you know, in your world, uh, that is like, you. are you yeah. like I had Carlos? Uh, Carlos Mencia, exactly. What three the years ago? I don't know yeah. what it was. Three Four years, years ago. ago. Three years ago. Yeah. He stole Pat's wallet. He stole Pat's wallet. <laughs> he just takes. So we we were having a conversation, and you know, it's like, well, do you realize what he did and what the jokes and all this? So in your world, that's because that's personal. That's yours. How dare you take my joke that yeah. I came up with? Imagine your joke, but now it's your kid, yeah, your yeah, body, yeah. the sacrifice, the hours, yeah. the diapers. You're gonna be like, no, bro, you ain't messing with this yeah. one. Cause I yeah. put fifty thousand hours into this. Yeah. You're gonna put six hours a day. And you think you're gonna persuade this kid? No, no, we're not doing yeah, this. Yeah. Intellectual we're property. I mean, I change a school over a simple yeah. thing like this. That's why you don't like China so much, cause you see what they're doing with the intellectual property. Well, what he said about TikTok yeah. was yeah. freaking unbelievable. I made that shit up too. It's crazy. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Isn't that crazy. I was right. What did you say about Isn't TikTok? Isn't that crazy? I was right though. That's crazy. I was right. Tell the story. Like, I was just, I, it just made sense to me in the moment. Like, I was like, man, if I had a social media company, this is what I'm sure America does. It's like, we got Facebook, Instagram, so we could like feed the algorithm in these other countries anything we want. And I assume what we do, we were doing it with movie and TV shows for years. It's like, we're sending out all our cool shit. And then everybody in other countries, like, I want to be a cowboy. I want to be a cool guy. I want to do this stuff. It like, literally ended the Cold War. Blue jeans and Rocky. Was it, is that what it was? what it was? Literally. Yeah. Oh, I thought they ran out of money. No, that's part. <laughs> Of it because so, they were spending it all on blue jeans, yeah, bro. Exactly. Boom. Not the space race. No. no. It was Levi's. Yeah. But no, that culture, culture. I mean, yes. every, every yeah. part of that. So what I was the like, yeah, well, if China controls the algorithm, clip? I want to hear it. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically, it was like, yo, if China controls the algorithm and they're showing different shit to the kids out there than they are yep. over here, they could get us into this dumb shit. Everybody's twerking, making stupid videos, where in China, they're doing fucking math problems and engineering. Oh, problems. I saw yeah, that brilliant. clip. Brilliant. Exactly. But it's so fucking true. Yeah. So I, I put that shit out there and I repost it and I was like, man, I was on one with this one. But that's what happens with jokes. Like Sometimes things make sense in your head and you're like, let me just throw it out there and see. And um, and then, uh, I don't know if I can say this. <laughs> People in the State Department, put it that way, wow. got back to me, and they were like, yeah, that's 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 kind of what it is. No Holy shit. shit. Uh, so you're now on the inside with State Department. No, no, they're not talking to me directly. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you're, you're, you're getting insane status. Yeah. But, but, I don't want to be involved yeah, but, in none of that no, But, but you, nailed, you nailed it because, like, all the... And think about what the American kids here are doing. They're doing the fucking... Uh, Tide Pod Challenge, yep. you know, light myself on fire, and like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing, bro? Like, yeah. and kids mm -hmm. are doing it over there. You can't do; sh they're not watching shit. It's just yeah. math and science. Yeah, that's all you're watching. Vic, Our TikToks are fire though. Like, that is pretty dope. Bro. Watching a kid light themselves on it's fire. So that's, that's fun, bro. That, if you really want to think about that's who did that first? Wasn't that like Tibet or some shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, was it Tibetan guy? The monks. The, the, monk. the monks. That was a first viral TikTok. Yo. It was him. That shit was fire. That was like, man, but, somebody tape this shit. PVD, you, you've got strong opinions on what we should do with TikTok at this point. You did a whole case study about you're doing videos on Instagram that get oh. literally millions of views. Get rid And of on TikTok, you're getting like five views. It's oh, I, like clearly listen, something's up. This is, this is what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. the, 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 TikTok's got a lifespan. They're, they're not going to be around forever. TikTok's got a lifespan. You got a year, two years, one Republican president away from TikTok being banned in America. And you're going to be the next Vine Bro. And some people who are not ready for it, they're not going to yeah. be adjusting. It's, it's already done. Yeah. It's you think already, so? Yeah. YouTube shorts. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing about, like, about, uh, this is going to sound fucked up, but kind of like when, like, government and uh, social media companies are in bed with each other. I mean, you know the game probably better than anybody, but I would assume once your company gets big enough, the government goes, hey, now we work together. 
and then you go, okay. It's kind of like a mafia thing. Yeah, We're going to be working together now. It's not like an insulting now. thing, but it's yeah. like you've reached escape velocity, and yeah. now we work together. And so with YouTube Shorts, it's the exact same thing as TikTok, if you look at it. You're right. Only it has way more data and way more American data. You're talking about YouTube, which is Google, right? These are the number one and two search engines in the world. There's no way that you would prefer to be on TikTok than you would be on YouTube. Well, brother, think about it. In America, you know, what's the Chinese TV station that we all watch? MTV. There's no Chinese it's media here. Yeah. It's because we don't want our kids or our civilization being indoctrinated by CCP thoughts. Yeah. But they averted that through social media, through TikTok. Yeah. So at some point, who owns TikTok? Uh, ByteDance? Who's yes. owned by the CCP? Yeah. At some point, and this is one of the things Trump was I, I got credit for. Yeah. We need to relook into this. Yeah, I'm shocked take, that we're not looking more it. into it now. Bro, we don't need it. And but, but you guys hear? So I think it was yesterday. The South Dakota governor, um, Christy Noem, she banned it from every state agency. State agency, none of y'all could use TikTok at all. It's all oh, off wow. their phones and all. I'm totally what do you mean? Cool with the government. She, so the South Dakota that. governor uh, Noem, she spoke. Uh, she, I think she's pretty, isn't she? She said yeah. it's off our networks. It's blocked off of our servers. Any state employee, anybody who contacts with the here. state of South Dakota, wow. don't have this shit on you. Period. Wow. Good Andrew, for her. And some, I respect her. Andrew, yeah. you know, she's got some heavies. She got the heavies. She got you know? the heavies. Got, <laughs> you know, the twins started the heavies, right? I oh, did they really? That is, it comes from them. Stop it. Swear to God in my life. Because they do. They they absolutely do. Yeah, they yeah. this yeah. is no, like, <laughs> uh, I want to play. Uh, heavies are what we call, uh, you know. Uh, also, you know, our good friend. Lower, lower back problems. Yeah. Yeah. Also, our good friend. Sat Yummy. Yummy Park. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you yeah. interviewed her? I'm trying to yeah. get her on Park. the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? You're trying to get her you on You haven't? I've been messaging her a little bit, but she doesn't know that I always talk about how huge her tits are for meeting that. She, I think that's going to be the differentiator. She's, she's going to come on the podcast. She's a total sweetheart. But she doesn't know, and she's very sweet. She's yeah. in my total neighborhood. You know how small she is? What? Tiny. Do you know how tiny she is? Not all of her. Wow. <laughs> she's maybe yeah. 85, 90 pounds. Really? Are you she's, serious? First of all, first time we go out to lunch, and Adam's- Wait, you've the, been out to lunch with her? Yeah, Multiple so we times. go out to is lunch. Is there a restaurant where they serve rat in America? <laughs> You're Stop. so no, this funny. is crazy. Like, you know an actual rat. Yard house. We had a rat burger, though. She came and she spent Jason brought us, yeah, yeah. By the way, it's so funny, so we're sitting there. Shout out Yomi, man. She meets- it's Adam for the first time. This is Adam's uh, oh uh, first God. time, what she says to no, Adam. No, no, no. The second time, because we spent the whole day together. We were filming content together. That's right. Together. That's right. And what does she say to you? She goes, hey, uh. You gay. You gay, right? <laughs> I said, I said, what? By the way, she's, we're in front of everybody. She's like, Adam, you, you dress so nice. You look so good. You gay, right? I said, I said, yummy. What? Uh, say that one more time. You gay. I said, no, I will take your little 85 out back. I'm going to show you what gay looks like, all right? Yummy. But she's an absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Her story's no. a, a, a crazy story. Yes. Yeah. The fact that we're talking about her, real yeah. talk, yeah. the fact that we even know her name and we're talking about her, yeah. escaped. Guys, look, wait, 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 no, don't Korea. delete it. Don't yeah. delete it. Look, yeah. Go back to what you had there. That's what Rob had. <laughs> Okay, Rob yeah. Google. Yo, Parks plastic surgery. She get breast implants. Oh, yeah. my goodness. No, this is I, it. I genuinely believe that we have changed mm -hmm. Google by talking about this so much. Her and Nancy Pelosi. Like now, now Nancy. If you just type in Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> see, see what else comes up. Bro, where'd you yeah. see the pictures? You were the first person to recognize. She's been a politician for fifty years. I have her picture Andrew on my Schultz desk. Shows up. He's oh, like heavy. Unbelievable set of tits on that. They're ridiculous, moment. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's eighty-two. 
Yeah, Get yeah, out she, of here. Wait, wait, is she, eight, she really 82? Yeah. Look, Look at them things. Bro. Look at them things. Bro, no front end. When she was 21, she must have been just a killer. Crazy. Killer. Have you Crazy. seen her at 21 or something meeting John F. Kennedy? Oh, yeah. I know that. Have Look you seen that picture? Can you find yeah. that, Rob? Oh, pa- yeah. Find that. Pelosi with John F. Kennedy. Yeah. And then yeah. see what she looks like. See what she was uh, right there. Zoom uh, in. What? Yup. Oh, yeah. She was like Bang Audrey Hepburn. Bang it. Yup. And, and look at the smile on his face. Damn yeah, right. <laughs> how, how would a Nancy, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi end up meeting JFK in 1960? This all makes sense, though. I, 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 I can't mean? imagine. This I can't imagine. Sense. I have no She's clue. She's connected. How that she connected, man. No, nah, he said What's he could get family? a table at Carbone on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard find here in Miami, 100%. How many girls have you said I can get you a table at Carbone? Oh the eight o'clock rest or the ten o'clock rest? It's a oh, rest. Ten o'clock rest. Forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget what, me, Adam. The first time I'm chilling with Adam, we walk into a to a place. Where were we? Miami or one of these spots? Yes, and mind you, Andrew, I'm like I'm new here. I'm just I'm from the East Coast. I'm yeah. just like trying to come in. And as right, we walk in. I'm trying to like we got our IDs. And I'm trying to. And I'm like, so Adam, who are we gonna? Adam's already in a group of girls. Like yeah, so and then, that's Vinny. And he was your, this guy doesn't wait. Carbone ten o'clock. Anytime. Anytime. He already sold the resume to me, and she's like, "Oh, so a comedian from now." I'm like, "God damn, he doesn't waste any time." Okay, I got a question. Do you have daughters? I do. Okay, I because I was living here for four months. I was concerned about raising daughters here. It depends on where you're raising them. You're not raising them in a club, bro. Nah, but still, it's like (laughs) Miami. You get caught up in things. Like I lived here for four Mm -hmm. months, right? And I almost got caught up a little bit. I was like, "Oh, I want a fucking, I want a car." I think (laughs) I want a, I want an old car. Like, I want a stupid old car. Like a 64 Thunderbird. No, I wanted a, like a Chevy uh, Astro. I wanted a uh, Speedster. Okay. And uh, a 1957 poor Speedster. And okay. I got. I ended up getting a fake one because I wasn't going to spend half a million dollars on a fucking car. James Smart D. Moves. That's yeah, a that sick car. It's a yeah. fucking beautiful. Sick. You yeah. have it? You got Delicious. it? Well, I, got, I, got a, I got a fake one. Yeah. What color? Uh, oh, the one shit. I got was it's uh, like a British racing green. With a oh, tan. Now I know to do British racing green yeah. and German car, it's a little whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. fake anyway, so I don't get it. Oh, it's a okay. yeah. yeah, but no uh, one knows the difference, by the way. Not, just so you know that it's the same. F- no one knows the difference. The yeah. <laughs> so what does this have to do with Miami? My point is like I yeah. I grew up in New York. I didn't get a license until I was twenty years old. Like I didn't give a fuck about these things. Yeah. Like, I'm almost being influenced. So if you're a young girl here, my goal in life is that my daughter doesn't fuck a guy driving an orange car. Right, like Number one if goal. there's no orange car, if an orange car pulls up to my lot, and I know my daughter's sucking a guy's yeah. dick in an orange car, this is like heartbreaking for me. And like I yeah, failed as a I guy. think you have to be more worried about your daughter watching Disney than living in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Are they making movies about orange cars? Is that what you're saying? Is it not a magic carpet anymore? It's a fucking orange Lamborghini. Is What's that what it is? What, where do you live right now? Are you that, it was just like, it was so tacky. And I'm like, there's no way that you like this thing. Yeah. What's going on? It's just look at me, look at me. Yeah. Nobody even knows what the fuck is going on under the hood. There's no appreciation of it all. It's like, I completely care about consumption and that's it. Mm-hmm. The value it brings me. And I got a little scared and I was like, would my... Could I instill enough values in my daughter? Could my wife instill enough values in, in, in our daughter that she would look for a guy that uh, treated her kindly and loved her and cared about her and wouldn't wouldn't be influenced maybe by her friends who are like, no, let's just go to the clubs, blah, blah, blah. So do you have a daughter? Not yet. No, no, this not yet. hypothetical daughter that you don't have, I you don't want well, to Well, you get married for a reason. Yeah. You got to plan a yeah. little bit. 100%. Gotcha. You know? but, so what was your experience like in Miami? Though? I you loved four it. Months. I okay, loved it. I loved it. You loved what, it so where much. Do, you where, do you where do you live now? Where do you live now? In uh, New York. 
You, yeah. you live in New York. Yeah. Are you yeah. thinking about moving here or no? No, no. I really liked it, and I was trying to do. I was like, can I do like six months, six months, seven months, six months? Like Miami embraced us in a way that was, it was unbelievable. Like Miami's one of these really cool places, and I'll give them this. And I think it's it's like Miami's like Latin America's version of America. You know how like Hawaii is like. Asia's version of America. Yeah. yeah. Like you go there, you're like, this is America. Mm-hmm. But is it? <laughs> yeah. Like that is what Miami was. And with that comes this like incredible, like a like a welcomingness, right? Where in New York, everybody's trying to act like they're not impressed. Mm-hmm. You know, and in LA, people are just so absorbed with whatever's hot. Doesn't matter if it's like quality or not. It's just like this is a hot thing. Mm-hmm. But here it was like, oh, you've moved down here. Dude, you got to come by the restaurant or dude, you got to come by the office. Like everybody was so inviting about every, like even getting a coffee. Oh, this one's on us and I was like, "Wow, this is like a beautiful place. I want that. I want my kids to feel that." So, I I was very close. I was very close. Are, are you at a phase of your cuz right now you can live anywhere. You're going to do specials and do well, right? You don't have to be in New York. Or do you see it as a career thing? It still makes sense to stay in New York. And not move to another place. For stand-up, New York provides a couple things. It's like, one, I can get on stage more and probably better quality stage time. Quality stage time means not like the people here are quality, but there's like five or six clubs I can do four or five shows a night instead of maybe in a city like Miami, there might be like one show a yeah. night that's like really good. Got it. And the other ones you're it's not even close, to be honest with yeah. you. Right. As someone that does stand up in Miami, like you know. New York is like yeah. head and shoulders above yeah. and any L- city in the country. Yeah. And sure. LA might be just a little bit less I mean, New York is the Mecca, but like in LA mm-hmm. I could I could have done factory store you know, an improv, yeah. the ha-ha, you just went boom, 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 Has boom. Has Austin caught up to L.A. or no? I don't Austin's know. third? I, no, no, I don't think yet. so. Who's third? Is Austin third? In, in the If States? it's New York, L.A., who's third? Chicago. Chicago. I mean, Boston? I would probably do Austin before Chicago. Re- yeah. yeah. I mean, just because, you know, Rogan has just so much energy around him, and so far he's picked, like, a few things to do in his life and then been the best at all of them. Yeah. So it's like, I think he'll figure out, like, yeah. I think he'll figure out comedy out there. And who's not going to go flock to where he's at 100%. during that war? I mean, if you're smart, you got to do that. 100%. Especially if you're coming up, yeah. not established. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, and the other thing for me with the podcast is I like having guests and... You know, it's it's harder. I'm sure you guys go through this. Like, if you're willing to travel, maybe you can make that happen. But, you know, I, I want to have these guests. And when you're in a New Yorker, you're in an L.A., these people end up kind of blending yeah. in. They're mm-hmm. there, and it becomes a little more convenient. So I like building that. And also just I was too happy down here, to be honest with you. I know that sounds like a joke, but it was, like, genuine. Like, I didn't think of a single joke for four months. Because you kind of want to be in a state of miserableness, complaining and curmudgeon. Ah, this mother... Comedy's complaining. Yes. And and you do it in a funny way, so people tolerate it. But, like, in, in like, Miami, it was just... Everybody there, the vibe was, like... What a freaking perspective. Life is good, man. Life is really good. Literally, it's like... No problem. No problem. It's like, what are you pushing back against? It's okay, brother. It's okay. I found myself, like, writing Joe's jokes about, like, the driving being bad. And I was like, I need to go back to New York. I was like, my arm's tired. What? I'm like, what is going on? You're like, honey, we're getting the the fuck out of here right now. I'm leaving right now. Literally, that was why. Because down there, it was like, everybody was like, spend time with your family, enjoy, have and party. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not pushing back against any of this. I right. want to party. I the lifestyle is so much better in Miami. Yeah. But if you're still in grind mode, dude, you got to be in New York for that phase. I like pushing back against outrage. 
Especially if so how about we do that? If, that if I have your permission, guys, yeah, look, why don't we it. complain a little bit? Why don't let's we just, do it. I'm let's serious. Like, it's, honestly, we're having a little too much fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rob, I want you to pull up what I just texted you. Put it up. None of you guys know I'm putting up the story. I want to okay. see what you're going to say oh, about shit. it. Tell me if there's logic in this, if it makes sense. Oh, this is good. Uh, uh, pull this one up. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. This story just came out, okay? So U.S. women's soccer team yeah. will pocket at least $6.5 million dollars. Uh, from the men's team reaching the World Cup knockout rounds, more than they received for winning two successive World Cups. So, mm. did you guys understand the story? So, they get 13 million. I'll read it. U.S. Women's National Cup. Yeah. So, uh, right there. The men's national team is now guaranteed a prize of $13 million after its 1 0 win. They're going to go into the final 16, meaning the U.S. Women's National Team will take a cut of $6.5 million. If the men win their match against Netherlands on Saturday, to reach the quarterfinals, they'll be taking home a minimum of $17 million. What do you think about this concept of whatever men do, we have to pay half of it to women? I mean, Andres. Fair and equal. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> that uh, kid, he's right. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, I got to look more. I did a whole piece on the uh, U.S. women's national team when they were complaining about, the, about getting the deal that they wanted. Uh, which a lot of people don't know, is they bought, they asked for their original deal. They were the ones that petitioned for it, and then they didn't want to have it afterwards. So we did a whole piece of that during the pandemic. But, yeah, it seems absolutely ridiculous. You know, I think it's, um, yeah, it just seems, I mean, I don't know, get paid what you generate. You know, eat what you kill. Seems like the most reasonable situation. Adam, what do you think about this? Well, I'm going to uh, bring up one of, Andrew Schultz's jokes here. I, I'm not going to do a copyright thing. This is yours. I'm saying that up front. But in your special infamous, you address these types of issues. Feminism, you were like, that was oh, the yeah. part in the crowd where you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're on the same page here, guys. Yeah, we're all, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I went to one of these feminist marches. They're screaming, free the nipple. You're like, sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you know, I think we should have abortion. It's like, yeah, yeah that'd be good. Okay, right? Yeah. Like, you were like, um, yeah. we need to we pay for our half. We need to pay for our half. Uh, Fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And you were yeah. like, are you guys feminists or fuckboys? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole yeah. joke right there. Yeah, yeah. How feminists are becoming the men that they that, hated. That they exactly. hated. Yeah. And it was such a such an amazing perspective and the way that you oh, kind of teed you, it up with the audience. Yeah, yeah. But that's essentially this right here. Yeah. This is redistribution of wealth, though, right? And this is something you're not actually a fan of, I assume, right? You know why? Because, okay, so we, we talked to our expert Malik, and, <laughs> yeah. and I said, Malik, who, who gets Malik. paid Who gets paid uh, on the women's side? Who makes the most money? And Malik out of nowhere says, well, women make more money in porn and uh, modeling. Uh, modeling. Yeah. Like, Malik, you, that, you Malik. watch a little too much porn, Malik. They just said, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're in the back watching, paying attention, not watching other clips <laughs> on your phone. He's not watching, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 he's busy. He's not Pay, watching. Check the check. You're that's looking at Malik. I was about to say. No, no, no. That's Rob. <laughs> I was like, who named him? Disney? Holy shit. Fucking white Malik. His dad's from the Caribbean. I that's how you got to name yourself so they don't yeah. think you stormed the Capitol. They're like, no, I wasn't there. I'm, I'm Malik. Yeah, my name's Malik. I'm not John Johnson. I'm Malik. Like, all right, all right. I am Malik. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Definitely not me. Oh, that's so freaking oh, funny, so true. So if you say that, so women, female models, they're making a lot more money than yeah. what are we going to do? Let's take it and split it. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, why There's do no so logic many women go to, go to college, man? That's unfair. 
Sixty-four percent to thirty-six percent. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we gotta stop women from yeah. learning, yeah. bro. That's, That's a good like, point. According to that, we should stop at least fourteen percent of these women going out there and learning. You like, or I guess maybe the the population's like fifty-five, yeah. forty-five. Yeah. But still, it's absurd. Yeah, you sound very red-pilled right now, dude. I'm way. so red-pilled, manosphere, dude. Yeah. Dude, man. But you, you so manosphere, dude. You've dealt in that world, though. You've interviewed a bunch of these guys, no? I know. It's so. It's like, why are you guys so afraid of women, man? It's like they're great. They love you. It's okay. You don't have to be afraid of them. Yeah. Like you don't have to like dunk on them all the time. There's a lot of great women that are out there. I think I need to see more like married red pill dudes. You know what I mean? Because there's like it's very rare that I see like guys in happy marriages just dunking on women all the time. <laughs> That's yeah. what I say. Like I'm not taking advice from uh, you know single dudes on you know how to be with women. Straight up, huh? I mean, like if if it's how to get some pussy, sure, tell yeah. me. Yeah. But if it's how to like build a life and have children, like yeah, if you're trying to get what laid- you gonna tell me about getting married? <laughs> yeah, well, you know they what I mean. Tell you not to get married, or they would tell you that marriage is a bad deal for men, or if you're gonna do get married, you're gonna need a prenup. I assume you had this conversation with what uh, Fresh and Fit and these guys. Yeah, yeah, we had we had it with them. I just I don't know. I feel like they operate from a place of fear, man, and I don't think that that's healthy. I don't want to teach men to be afraid. You I know? think it's more risk assessment than anything. Like we're in the insurance business. That's Life how pa- is risk, man. That's true. Every time you walk out the dough, it's risk. You go for it. You try to build something. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Except if you're Adam, you stay single and you. Adam, you can get married, lot. bro. All right, I'm, I'm I'm willing to to accommodate. Does she have to be Jewish? No. Oh, really? I haven't dated a Jewish girl in ten years. Andrew oh Schultz. shit, that's the problem. Well, because Kanye is telling me stay away from the Jews. I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. fine. I don't. Yeah, he's done. By the way, did you see what Kanye just did? I did mean, you? this is a wild guy. Did, did you, you, it's you, rare that you're on a podcast with Alex Jones and Alex is the normal. One. <laughs> like, when Alex, Alex, Alex like, what's yeah. going on? What is happening? Go to commercial. Go to commercial. When Alex Jones is distant. Is distancing himself from you? You got some problems, and, he, and, and when he's Alex, like, yeah. Alex just yeah. like, no, uh, Kanye, we don't fuck with Nazis, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. He's like, giving him the I love Hitler, bro. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Are you, this, when Alex Jones is deferring to extremeness. Oh, God. And he's just like. If you, you get the calm down from him, you're, it's over. Unbelievable. Can I, let, me, let me just yet. read it. Let me read it because this, is, this just happened. So Kanye West tells Alex Jones. I like Hitler. This is what he says. Yee's appearance on far-right conspiracy theory outlet InfoWars turned into a chance to uh, preach anti-Semitic hatred. Now, keep in mind, this is a Daily Beast story. As the star formerly known as Kanye West praised Adolf Hitler within the first 30 minutes of the broadcast, uh, Yee, uh, uh, whose face was entirely hidden behind a a black mask, if you can show that, uh, Malik, Malik in the back, not Malik here, yeah. began I'm praising Malik this. Yeah. Come on, bro. Life, Rob, that beard. He's like Philadelphia. That's yeah. what you like. So here's what happened. He says, you're not Hitler, Jones said. You're not a Nazi. Well, I see good things about Hitler. This is what he said. Later adding, every human being has value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Now, this is what Kanye just said. And then he Ka- gave highways. He gave credit to highways to Hitler for some reason. Yeah, did hi- he didn't make highways. Did I don't he? think Hitler made highways. No, I don't think so. But he's he was trying like, to say that everyone has something good about. Well, him. no, yeah. Hitler was known for being uh, very much a. If you what? read, <laughs> I no, thought no, you were going to be. He could make a highway. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But what? What he he was. He was a guy that liked buildings. If right. you read the book Mein Kampf for some of his material, yeah, he was a guy that liked buildings. So if he says that. I'm not sure if you build roads or not, but that was his area of interest. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, like I'm, okay, I'm not sticking up for Kanye at all, but it's like going off age. Like, like, what if, like, in all this craziness, you're like, dude, 
He bowled a 235, consistent. He was a fucking good Like, yes, he did what he did, but did you ever see the guy bowl? Like, he had some good... You can't say he didn't have anything But to, it's uh, one of those things where it's like, do you need to say it? Exactly like, that. Like, you know shut I mean? the fuck... Okay, he can bowl. That, we yeah, don't need like, to hear about it, bro. Like, like Bill Cosby made a mean cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but guess know, what? He pushed shit in it you know, at the end. You know, so yeah. it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think that he's trying to be, you know, inflammatory. The thing about Kanye is that, like, none of these ideas are his own. Like, Kanye's, Kanye's just finding out that he's not a, as good a producer of intellectual thought as he is of music. I agree. And he just, what he's always done is just sampled things. And that's what a great producer will do. He'll be like, ooh, that sound is really great. That sound is really great. And when I blend them together, I can make some of the greatest music yeah. ever. But now he's doing that with rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to get attention, which is what he did, obviously, with music. And it's just not, he's not good enough at it. He's he's not good enough at making these things cool. He can make music cool. He can take music you would think you would never listen to yeah. and put it together and you go, holy shit, yeah. this is a masterpiece. Yeah. He's not good enough at talking exactly. to make the things that he says cool and fun. Now, he can be hilarious. It, it's undeniable. The guy's, even when he's saying the most fucked up things, you're like... Holy shit, is he really? <laughs> did he bring out a Yahoo for Net and Yahoo? He brought yeah. a, Did you see that? He brought out a Net and a Yahoo because he's talking about Benjamin Netanyahu. That is fucking You hilarious. didn't see when, this? When I have not seen Same this. interview. <laughs> With <laughs> Alex no. Jones? Yeah. What? You got to yeah. be kidding me. <laughs> talking about the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin yeah. Netanyahu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I goes, I got to talk to my buddy ben, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. He goes, Netanyahu? <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> 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 You laugh. That's wow. that is hilarious, bro. That is so. I so mean, let me ask you how much? Yeah. Of, how much of this? Like on Twitter, I posted the story, and yeah. a guy responds back, and he says something, which. You know, uh, on what uh, responding to what Matt Walsh said. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, what Matt. Walsh. Matt yeah. yeah, Matt Walsh responded and he said, "I want to read this to you. If you can go to, um, shit, I don't know if you can pull this up or not, uh, but I do. If I could find it, so he says, well, what's the difference between what Kanye is doing? Is that it? Zoom in a little bit. Yeah, if I was an optimistic man, I would at least hope that Kanye West is mental breakdown and self." Uh, Emulation would persuade conservatives to stop falling madly in love with every celebrity who says one thing they agree with. But I'm not an optimistic man. Kanye is a former, uh, 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 zoom in, artistic genius, artistic artistic genius. genius who's been unraveling for years now, pushed and prodded along by people who pretend to be in his corner. It's sad to watch. The whole thing is just sad. Okay, so a guy said, well, what's wrong with what he did when he says, "I'll love all people? One guy says, Jesus loved all people, Matt. What do you say about what he's doing? Okay, so they're going back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. How much of what he's doing one guy said it's pure self-sabotage. He's not even aware that this is taking place. Hmm. Is he? Does he know what he's doing? Does he not know what he's doing where he's self-sabotaging? Is he self-aware? Is there like an outcome? This is going to be my campaign because Trump went out there and said a few things and then it worked for him. This is how I'm going to get all these people behind me. Hmm. What do you think he's, he's doing? Does he know or does he not know what he's doing? I think that he's addicted to attention. I think he's hurt. Probably like, you know, you're you're famous for long enough. You've been taken advantage enough in your life because people find yeah. ways to extract money from you. Right. So I think it's very easy to be hurt and feel restricted. And he's probably a guy who wants complete freedom, but he's not willing to put up the money for it. So like when you look at like, you know, Kanye's history, he put up money to try to create a, a fashion brand and he lost like, I don't know, $25 million or some shit like that. So now apparently he's very averse to ever putting money up. So he's like, I got these ideas. Yeah. I got these ideas, but he's not willing to put the money up. So with the Adidas thing, it's like, 
you don't have to do it with Adidas. Make your own shit. Yeah. Oh, but you don't want to put the money up. Exactly. So once you sign the deal for someone else's money, they're going to have a say. And that's just what it is. I think it's a gift to give the guy to call him crazy. Like, we only call people crazy that we love, right? Like, you people love Kanye, so they're willing to go, he's just crazy. There's <laughs> yeah. no such mental illness as, like, I hate Jews now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like it's not like you get depressed and you're like, ugh, I really hate the Jews. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's like you are choosing to take that anguish or despair you're going through and, like, funnel it into a lens. But it's still a choice to do it. And I don't know if we would accept the same thing. I don't know if somebody was, like, hating Asians or hating black people, if we would go, I think it's having a little bout of mental illness. I don't know if we'd give that up to them. I think there's two things going on here with him. Clearly, he's not willing. This is number one. Clearly, he's not willing to seek counsel or listen to somebody. I'm sure there's people telling him, Kanye, bro, I've been your friend for X amount of years. I've been a business partner of yours. I'm a fellow rapper of yours. I'm a political figure. Brother, you got to stop. And he's Mm. just like, don't tell me what to do, dog. Mm. You can't tell me what to do. Like, there's that. Yeah, 100%. And everybody in his corner is making money off him. And that's the trickiest thing is like when everybody around you making money off you, they're not going to be honest. You're oblivious. You got blind spots. But now he's losing all this money. Number two, if I may, uh, the whole Jewish thing. Clearly he was burned by some Jewish business partners. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just back up a second. He's he was worth as of like a month ago a couple billion dollars. They did all right. For yeah, they were doing okay yeah. for you, Kanye. Yeah. But what's transpired in the last few months? Yeah. Okay. Number one, so these Jewish business partners, record executives, maybe yeah. you know took a little off the top. He still was worth a billion. Took a little. But off then the go top. deeper. The then top. go deeper. So these Jewish record executives go deeper. He's getting mm-hmm. a divorce from Kim. Sure, Kim's lawyer was Jewish. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So another Jews fuck with me. And who's Kim fucking after that? Pete Davidson. I guess he's kind of Jewish, right? And you see what he did now? Allegedly, you can Google this, he is now converting to Judaism to troll Kanye. That's hilarious. This is what's happening right now. That's funny. Shout out Pete. That That is is fucking hilarious. That is really funny. Pete Davidson converts to Judaism and latest Kanye troll. I I don't know what he went through, but like... Is that... Wait, can you look at that picture? Is that really him? Hello! That's funny. Is that real? Here's the point. He's not willing to listen. When even people he trusts are like, dude, yeah. just whatever it is, stay, I don't tell me what to do. Yeah. And then he's just double, tripling, quadrupling yeah. down on the Jewish thing. Yeah. And then like the business, Kim's lawyer, he's now he has to pay her two hundred grand a month. For yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's based on what he made for the last five years, let's say. Yeah. Not what he's worth now. That's how that works. Yeah. And then just to add insult to injury, the skinny tatted up dude that's been fucking your bit, your your yeah. wife. Yeah. Uh, is now converting to Judaism the fucking so he's just yeah. got so much hate in his heart right now. Yeah. And there's we talked about what uh power versus force. Would you please just explain that? And we can even pull it up right there. Power versus uh, I, I, so this power. this is a powerful book. So I read yeah. this twenty years ago. Just go to images. Yeah. Go to images. The way it describes it, the difference between power all and go right. all the way to the right with the colors. Yeah, click click on it and uh Zoom in. There, there's this a smaller is, one that's not so ridiculous. This is a book Kanye must yeah. read today. Zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in so everybody can see it. So there's levels to power versus force, okay? Mm-hmm. At the lowest level, zoom out a little bit, zoom Look out up, a little bit, zoom side. out a little bit. Yeah, all the way to the left yeah. side. It starts with shame. So you're ashamed. You're humiliated, which Kanye is right now humiliated. Mm-hmm. Guilt. So you blame. He's blaming Kim and everybody else. Mm. Apathy. Feel sorry for me. Nobody. That's the lowest level of power. 
grief, regret, maybe he regrets something with his marriage, with career, whatever he did. Fear, he's afraid it's creating anxiety. Every low level mm-hmm. area is him. Then it's got desire, he's craving, craving attention, which is what Andrew just talked about right now. Then it's anger, he's angry, produces hate. None of those qualities are attractive. Mm-hmm. Then it's pride, he's he scorning. He won't back down, yeah. He won't back down. So the, 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 the lowest first, level of humanity. The first levels that yes. you actually have some power and you're free, it's courage. Yeah. Okay. Courage to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Neutral. Let me hear both sides out. You're willing to improve. You're accepting people's mistakes. You're willing to reason, love, joy, and then obviously all the way, all the way at the highest level. Mm-hmm. When you look at this, I'm like, if Kanye read this book, if he was willing, if he had the courage, mm-hmm. if he was accepting that there's some of it on him, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you'd have a different uh, uh, way. Andrew, where are you at in this? Do you think you're at love or at, Man, you're at joy? I, I have no fucking clue. I'm <laughs> trying to think. Like this is with your life in general, or this is just with each uh, issue that you come across. No, this is this is where you're at with the way you approach life. This is where you're at with the way you approach life. You know, f- mm-hmm. for a lot of us, you know, you start at the bottom and you kind of work your way up. Some people are actually, you know, naturally at a good level. Yeah, but some that grew up in shitty environments and you know upbringing and divorces and parents and drugs and gangs and financial issues and you have a lot of stuff to be upset about and so to recover from that is, doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I feel incredibly lucky and incredibly grateful. Um, you know, I I hope that I can like judge people's actions at least towards me that are maybe unsavory, you know, based on what they're going through. Um, but I think a lot of that comes from finally maybe achieving success that I always wanted. So I'm not operating in a deficit, but I also remember, you know, operating in a deficit and then how you feel like the world is kind of against you and you kind of like lash out in that way. So yeah, hopefully I'm getting on that top half right there and, you know, definitely some of those feelings, you know, and it's not about money, Andrew, but a part of it is right. Success and all that. Like you told the story about how, like when you didn't have money and, you know, you were complaining and everything, and, and then all of a sudden when you had money, you're like, I don't know, Utah yeah. sounds nice. It's, yeah, it's it's a different vibe in your life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's less like the money. Like, I've never done anything specifically for money. Like, I always found, like, you know, chasing greatness, the money will kind of find you. But because of, like, the rarity of greatness. But, like, money does offer this really cool thing, which is uh, I, I want to experience in my life. Like, I want to know what it's like to completely check out from... Uh, to use the manosphere term, if you will, the 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 matrix. Like I want to know what it's like to do everything in my life because I want to do it, not because I have to. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, maybe Unplugging you guys are already Unplugging from there. the matrix is no. what you're talking. Exactly. About. Yeah. Exactly. So it's Take like the red pill, Andrew. Uh, listen, I'm Go on ahead. it. No, but like I believe it's like so rare because I don't think it's like very natural to do that as a human. So I'm curious, like, and I don't know how much money you got. I think I know you got. Some money. I'm borrowing money from you. Borrowing, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, when you get to the point where you don't have to work, right. yeah, a weird thing happens. You have to find something that you want it. What I've always done is like, I've I've gone. I'm going to do what I love and find a way to make money at it because I don't want to do something I don't love because mm-hmm. that's going to drive me crazy. But if I love something, then I can put everything in it and and I can just give it my all and I just love every day. Like I love going to the studio when I work. I love yeah. solving problems. I love these yeah. things. But what happens when you don't have to? That's what I'm curious. And, like, do you remember that <laughs> moment? Like, was it depressing a little bit? Like, you almost stop being part of human evolution. Right? Like, up until 
people weren't supposed to have hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Right? And then you get it. That's not how your brain is designed. <laughs> Do you have to trick your brain into thinking you're still surviving? It's a, it's a very good question. By the way, you, you, this whole Utah thing coming out, are you talking about Pete Davidson with uh, you know wanting to be a Jew? Are you thinking about joining the Church of Mormon or LDS? Is that kind of where you're going with this? Is that with the life change? You're moving to Utah? Bro, uh, Joseph bro, Smith, is that the direction no, you're going? No, not at It's so funny because I went there for – I went there for. Uh, it's a great place, by the way. Uh, I, I went there for Thanksgiving. I didn't know it's on Navajo land. Oh, wow. So I'm spending Thanksgiving on fucking Native American. Wow. No alcohol. Dry county. Not even, I'm not worried about dry. I got, I'm just getting the saddest happy Thanksgiving oh. from these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's the, it is the most tragic fucking oh day. God. Like. It was, bro, it was brutal. And it's a little chilly in the morning, so, like, when you're eating outside, they're like, can we offer you a blanket or something? I'm like, I ain't falling for that one. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but, 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 no, I am really curious. What happens in yeah. life when you can unplug? So, when you can, when it's a when choice. It's a choice. Right. So, this is everything, from, at least for me. I like things to be uh, uh, clear, systems, steps, uh, you know, uh, where the more clarity I have, the better I do, the more distracted I am, the worse I do. So the key for me is clarity. And anticipation is one of the biggest uh, 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 advantages you can have if you anticipate. Like what you just did right on the podcast, you may not even be aware of it. You anticipate it. Like what's going to happen my daughter if I'm living in Miami and she's dating, she's sucking, she's wrong. You're thinking, you're anticipating what happens. I mean, I was thinking about having a daughter at 23 years old. Am I ready to have a daughter? Do I want to have a, that fear? I had that fear at 23 years old. Yeah. You're anticipating. The question you're asking right now is anticipating. I broke it down in four 20-year runs. First 20-year, don't make a big stupid mistake, okay? Second 20-year, go make your money, okay? Third 20-year, pursue whatever you want creative by choice. Last 20-year, contribution where you want to go politics, you want to go do... You know, philanthropy, you know, whatever you want to do, that's the last one. If you want to go do anything without. Okay, so that breakdown is, okay, I got to make my money first. A guy calls me from Hollywood who says, hey, man, I watch your podcast closely, and but I can't talk like you. You think I should open up a podcast and really tell people how I feel? I said, how much money you got in the bank? He says, uh, about $800,000. I said, what do you got in every asset, stocks, everything? I said, about $1.4 I said, how old are you? 35 years old, 38 years old. I said, okay. You don't have a few money yet, yeah. because if you do that in Hollywood, you're done. You're done. Yeah. If you're Clint Eastwood, say whatever the hell you want to say. You got five hundred million dollars yeah. in the bank. You're good yeah. to go, right? So that's it's different for you because you're a comedian. You get paid to talk shit, yeah. Yeah. so you're a little bit more free to to say that. But first time I had ten grand in the bank, I was twenty one. I'd got out of the army. It was freaking awesome. First time I had a hundred grand, I was like, that's pretty tight. First time I had a million in the bank. It was cool. It was like, this is legit, a million. But 10 grand, believe it or not, felt, felt more special yeah, than a million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was the best First time, ever. 10 million, it was like, oh, 10 million, you actually felt free. Yeah. But when it hit a couple hundred, it's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're kind of sitting here like, yeah, yeah. 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 Yo, Tell me about that. Because yeah. I, I, I imagine, and I don't know how big you're doing, but like, there's the number that is fuck you money for you. Yeah. And that number keeps growing. But I'm not there yet, though. Yeah. Well, well, where is it? Yeah, it's, where is it? Well, well, I, I don't, I don't think. Okay, so because um, uh, love of the game. Let's talk about the love of the game. Yeah. Does Joe need to do more podcasts because he needs money? Oh, Does it. Joe need to do like you know how you watch the UFC? What's the best reaction Joe has what? with Cormier? Oh, he does. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah, wants yeah, to yeah, see yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's like how LeBron does whatever he does yeah. with his hands. He's like, do you just want to see Joe do no, this? Yeah, right? Yeah, Sick. Yeah. Everybody reacts yeah. to it. You know. 
there is something very special about a guy who loves the game yep. he's playing. Yep. There it's such a freaking beautiful thing to see. You sit there, you say, dude, I just know you love your yep. freaking game. Yep. And I want to watch you do it. Yep. I want you to do it. I, I feel the love of the game. Yep. So for me, I draw from that. I'm attracted to that, right? Yep. If I see somebody that's doing it for them, I like NBA. There's some guys, like I wrote about a guy named Andrew Bynum, went into the yep. end. The guy didn't love the game. He was yep. just 7'1", 260 pounds. Dude, yep. give this guy 100 million bucks. It's hard to find a 7'1", 260 guy, yep. right? But you see a Steph Curry play, the guy freaking loves the game. Oh, he's having fun. He's, dude, it's Steph Curry it. may be, to me, the most exciting guy to yeah. want to watch uh, yeah. because he loves the damn game. Yeah. So when it becomes about the love of the game, it's no longer money. You're, you're pursuing something else. So unfortunately, if you're solving money 100%, you're eventually going to slow down. If you're pursuing a true vision, cause, purpose, Love of the game, it's tough to slow down. Every night I come home, my kids want to play domino. We love the game of domino. It's like yeah. the love of the game for us. So that's how I would explain it to yeah. you. Also, another reason why I don't want to grow up in Miami, dominoes. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. But, uh, it's funny but, of dominoes in New York, uh, though. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. No, but the thing about love of the game, which is interesting, is you don't know that it's pure until you make enough money to not play. Very good there point. You go. right? Very good point. So it's like Steph already had enough contracts. Yeah. He don't got to play basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the love of the game for you, I'm assuming, is multifaceted. You Absolutely. like building businesses, yeah. Yeah. but you're into this game as well. Yeah. And then maybe aspirations of uh, politics. Maybe we find somebody like you and put you in the White House. Maybe we do certain that's, things like that, that. First of all, that's big money sick. talk right there. Yeah. That's big money talk when 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 I'm a puppet. You know what I mean? You're like, so funny. <laughs> that's, that's how rich people talk about politics. Yeah. Keep in mind, these politicians are broke. So funny. They are broke. Yep. They will put you in. We'll Classic. put you in. That Classic. is. Manchurian no, but, but, you yes. know, but you know what it is? It's. It, 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 let me let me kind of explain that part in maybe a different way uh, that it'll make sense to you. Dude, I'm the guy that in Iran, I watched Rocky Four in Farsi a couple hundred times. Mm. You know, and the best part in Farsi is in, in the movie is what? Yeah. You know, at the beginning of the fight, you know, I noticed you were you rooting were this. And at the end, if you can change and I can change, anybody can change. And he was kind of. The whole concept of the movie was let's bring Russia and the U.S. together, right? Unify. Which broke and down the U.S. By the way, half of my family is communist. Half of my family at the time was imperialist. So my half my family loved America. Half my family hated America. So I'm kind of like, shit, yeah. this makes sense with me. So there's that pure, direct <clears throat> experience as a kid living in Iran. So that passion experience, right? Then I go to Germany. I live at a, at a refugee camp. I'm kind of watching all this stuff saying, man, this is pretty crazy what's going on hanging out with all these albanians and yugoslavian and czechoslovakian these countries don't even exist anymore you're like hey why are you leaving why are you leaving you're learning immediate uh, education on different cultures right like it's a uh uh, what's the word fast track learn about 40 different countries in 18 months at 10 years old Mm kind of what happens when you're living at a refugee camp then you come to the states i'm the guy that we would leave wilson junior high school and we would walk down home and it'd be like eight of us and i'll say andrew question for you who do you want to be, Andrew? You got four choices. You can be the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. You can be the president. Mm-hmm. You can be the best athlete like Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. or you can be the best performer like Michael Jackson. Who do you want to be? And then you would go. And then we would play this imagination game, right? Always living in la-la land, dreams, all this stuff. 
army, camaraderie, group together, sitting down, talking shit, drinking, sarcastic with you, talking shit to him. He can't handle it. He's sensitive. So we really go out and for a couple hours. We light him up tomorrow morning. Got freaking formation. (laughs) You know, that was, believe it or not, the army's filled with great comedians. They just don't know they're great comedians. We're just not, the camaraderie in the army. Pay me five bucks a month, but give me a five you know, crew of running mates having a blast, dude, yeah. forget about the money. Yeah. So the passion of like this right here, right? This yeah. is the camaraderie is a very special thing. Then I got into business and I like numbers. I like numbers a lot. Like to me, I'm just looking at the numbers right in the middle. Everything to me is numbers, right? I'm a, I'm a math guy. Even though I'm a one point GPA guy, I love numbers. So I got into financial service. I'm like, gosh, the numbers are pretty interesting. And then I learned sales and then I uh, learned competition and then I like Hollywood, comedy, movies, com- sports. Combine all those together. I said, dude, we're gonna, we have to do a lot of things. So for mm-hmm. us, our vision today with what we want to do, everything that was on my list, I'm in pursuit of. Whether I hit it or not, I don't know. But I'm in, And by the way, that pursuit, oh, my God, is freaking <laughs> such a high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're in pursuit right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in pursuit, right? Like, I watched the... Uh, uh, Marcelo, comedian that's now yeah, with SNL. He was with yeah. us for a year. He was working for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little brother. Bro. Yeah, yeah, Marcelo yeah, yeah. was his producer for like every day he was at our office. And I would watch Marcelo. I'm like, this kid really believes in himself. Yeah, yeah. He's a dreamer. You got to yeah. love this guy. Yeah. And the, he had a vision too. The pursuit, yeah. that pursuit yeah. is attractive. So the pursuit, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm most miserable when I'm not pursuing something. And it can be long pursuits or short pursuits. Yeah. It could be a little project that I want to get excited and I want to execute. But if I don't have a thing that I'm working towards, even if I'm doing the things that are generally exciting that I enjoy, it's not as fun. It's not as exciting. Yeah, I need that thing. Yeah, I need the carrot. And I and I yeah, the more the more money you have and financial freedom you have, the more you have to incentivize yourself with the carrot. Because it's very easy for the carrot to be rent. Yeah. You know, but like when you don't gotta worry about yeah. it. Now, what's the carrot? Yeah. Which, you know, know, I'll tell you, like, think about what Elon is doing right now. Yeah. Musk. Uh, Musk, uh, uh, I said, I believe Twitter is going to be a trillion-dollar company six months ago. Okay. I made a video about it. I said, if this guy buys it, it's going to be a trillion-dollar company in no time. Three to five years, it's a trillion-dollar company. You're out of your mind, Scott Galloway. He'll never even buy it. He's bullshitting you guys. You think he's going to buy it? He's just faking it. You guys are idiots, Galloway. He's so annoying. Professor Galloway. Yeah. My wife got her MBA at at NYU, and that guy's so fucking annoying. There's some things he says that's good. There's some things he says you're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You're not an Elon Musk guy? By the way, do you know this guy? Do you know this Galloway guy? Scott Galloway. No, no. He's talking about Galloway. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. He was, by the way, in that world, he's a god. Well, he did he write t- that that um, that paper about how boys, boys and men are, and all this exactly. stuff. Yeah, make money, be in shape, and have sex. Yeah. And then he got like shit on for it, I think. And then he like apologized on his podcast. I it's, mean, it was it's, just really, yeah. It's yeah. it's a little, but anyway. So, so he's like, like a deity in that world. Yeah, yeah. he is. In NYU, he the, right? He's like a Michael like the, Porter uh, guy. Yeah. NYU kind of like uh, I don't know what you would call that. The uh, what is it? Collegiate intellectual sphere. Mm-hmm. I think he is. You know, he had a show on CNN Plus. It, they crushed it. It's, yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was killing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it blew up. So, yeah. So, but, but anyways, you look at Elon. Elon's not chasing money. Elon's like, hey, I think mm-hmm. I can take Twitter to a billion active users, dude. If you take Twitter to a billion active users, ten percent pay eight bucks a month. That's eight hundred million dollars a month in revenue. That's sick. That's ten billion a year in revenue. Yeah. Bro, you don't need any advertising. You tell everybody to screw off. I don't need any of this stuff. Yep. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's a trillion dollars. So so the, the solution, the, his 
his uh, uh, method of doing it that works so well. He solves for what is my solution, how different it's going, going to be. Hmm. He goes and gathers intel from everybody. He doesn't come up with all the ideas. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And then all of a sudden he's rich. So, hmm. But if you, if you flip it and it's only the money you're chasing, you will slow down. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Do you guys think, Angel, I'm going to ask all you guys, do you guys think his motive for the Twitter takeover was genuinely him going, we can't even talk. Was he a savior for free speech? Obviously, the money's involved, but what do you think his general... Like, I, I think genuinely, like, I, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I'm not overly religious. But, dude, sometimes God just, boop, plucks in these little people. Because if it's not for him, you see how what it is in China. Bro, regular Americans don't understand. They don't watch what's happening in yeah. China where they're beating the shit out of these people. They're all, they have drones spraying chemicals and shit on them. They, mm. they are... It's horrible over there. It's slowly this mind you. You see what they have with the the their their COVID lockdown shit. This country, I feel, would gladly love not to go that extreme, but they would love to keep us locked down, make us just depending on the government. Do you guys think that that's what his motive, like Elon's shit, is that he genuinely gives a shit about us and free speech? I think so. I, I think it's it's definitely part of it. I don't know what percentage, but I think I think it's also like like buying a Rolex at retail, where it's like even if you hate it, it's not going down. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like I can't. He's not gonna lose money on Twitter if he can figure out spaceships. He can figure out fucking Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, it's not like the hardest thing. It's like you have the app where everybody talks. That's where all the news comes out. This is the news. He bought the news. Yeah. You're so right. uh, yeah, I think he'll figure it out. And I think the more active users, the more money it's gonna generate. Even if he's not charging a, a monthly subscription, it's like. You want to be on the platform yeah. that everybody's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think the, do you guys think the government is going to get involved? Because I know the, the yeah the, the White House was like, oh, we're cl- looking at it closely. Oh, now because it's somebody that wants free speech, now you guys are all of a sudden worried this about is, shit. They can only play these games for eighteen months before DeSantis gets uh, in. They're going to be think miserable for eight years. Eight years every yeah. day. They're going to have nightmares <laughs> about year, DeSantis year. and yes, Musk. <laughs> They're going to be Pat, Pat, miserable. Never, if he does go, who do you think he's going to run with? If you had to, if what you had do you to mean? pick right DeSantis, now, who would it be his running mate right now? DeSantis? DeSantis. Oh, it's, uh, you're talking about VP? VP. Yeah. Oh, it's, if you had to go right now, early. if you had to just, if you had to, like Adam with his, with his Vegas bets, what yeah. would you bet right now if you had to? Because I, I, I'll Mayor bet Suarez. <laughs> He's about all to announce. Florida ticket. All he's Florida. about to announce. Announce what? Yeah, that he's Prince running for president. Who is? My guy. Suarez. No. Man, Suarez, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop it right now. That's my guy. All right? That's no, he's a good guy. guy. He's a sweet guy. Don't mess with Suarez. Don't run for Don't fucking do president. No. Don't do it. There's no chance. <laughs> There's no chance. Suarez, I love you. Yeah. Don't run for president. You really think there's Give no chance, Suarez? Mayor Suarez? Yeah. He's about to run. No, but he's going to run for president? President, yes. You think that he could... How many votes does he need to win, like, Miami? 16,000 or yeah, something like that? Yeah. It's like... I, wait, it, the, he's about to announce he's considering this, running. That, beloved guy. Okay, Mayor Suarez, I love you. You're a sweet guy. We text, okay? <laughs> Don't fucking run for president, please. I mean this sincere. I love you, and I, I almost did the coffee talk with you. Cafecito. Cafecito. Yes. Don't run for fucking president. Please. Please don't do that. That's a huge step. Yeah, That's a huge see. step. Okay, look, bring him back up there. Run for governor of Florida. They still DeSantis think league. that you're Mario Lopez. You hope you host <laughs> fucking entertainment tonight. They, they have no clue that yeah. you're the mayor yeah. of part of Miami. Yeah, part the, of Miami. The part, true. like yeah. the least interesting one. The city of Miami, not the, the city. It's not yeah. even the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Get the beach first. <laughs> Suarez. 
Suarez, you don't even have beach, friend. You got intercoastal. I need you to get beach before we go president. Okay? How many votes decide Miami? Oh, wow. uh, for the city of Miami, yeah, probably. There's 11 abuelas in fucking aprons. <laughs> go vote once yeah. every four years. Yeah. And they put you back in it. Please don't run for president. I love you. Don't it's do hilarious. it just yet. He's, He's a, a sweet guy, though. He's we a came so, on the pod. We had him on the pod. He's great. Yeah. But back to your question about Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, Schultz over here hit it on the head. If he could figure yeah. out how to send people to Mars and space, yeah. he could figure out an app over here. I mean, that's yeah. just hello. Yo, I'm, I'm saying but, the passion. But, I'm saying, the, I'm yeah, saying well, why. The, and here's a why. The, idea, the idea that like nerds can figure out social media. That's yeah. true. Like no one that creates a social app can have like a conversation. Right? right. The I fact agree. that they've been successful at that. Like, yeah. I'm not saying Elon is the best, uh, you know, conversationalist. You know what I mean? Like, you, you see him on a podcast and he, like, malfunctions yeah. and then answers the questions. <laughs> like, right? It's the like, spectrum, speed up the neural link, buddy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Joe's asking is like, so what'd you do today? He's like, I woke up. And yeah. like, is this the smartest guy on the planet? You're telling yeah, me this guy yeah. right here is it's the like smartest Zuck, guy? Yeah, it's like Zuckerberg oh, when he was like, Congress is drinking water. Robotic. It's yeah, almost yeah. like he went, way more robotic. Yeah, yeah, water. No, he broke. No, 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 weirdo no. Too. Here, But yeah, here's no. the thing with Poor Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg Not to get all, you know, hearts and stars over here, but he is from South Africa. Let's go hearts and stars. Let's do it, Adam. Let's go. Andrew Schultz wants to get softer. We'll get soft. No, I love the hearts and motherfucking stars. You're talking about America right now. Of course. Okay, good. But he is from South Africa. Yeah. He grew up under apartheid. Mm -hmm. I think that's something. Twitter is an African-owned business. Bro. That's true. Yep. And we support. Disney uh, supports <laughs> Africa. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he understands that at the end of the day. Like what happened there. Yeah. yeah. But don't forget. Joe Rogan. Elon Musk. As of like two years ago. They were for sure Democrats. Yes. Joe Rogan was definitely voting for Bernie. No, no. But, but by the way, Musk voted for Biden. Still, yes, and he, he just said it last yeah, week. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so that's my point. And then over the last two years, they've seen what's going on with yeah. the woke culture yeah. and California and you know leftists and all that. And they're like, hey, it's too fucking much. Yeah. And then he just, all that and everything he saw in apartheid, it's all just... You know, I think oh, you're saying he's triggered like in the same way that yes. Cubans are often triggered by democratic ideology because yes. they come from Cuba. I come from Cuba, exactly. Right? exactly yeah. I, can't I, talk love about that. I love that those guys. Exactly. I love those so anti-democrat Cuban people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You have no idea, man. I grew you up. Have no you idea, have no idea. No idea. I had yeah. to swim here. Do you think you're swimming <laughs> to Cuba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but something, something about Elon, the apartheid, the the free speech, whatever, the trigger, the human rights. It just was like, all right, I'm buying Twitter. Yeah. And that's just kind of where yeah, it I hope. I honestly, I think he has good intentions with things. I, I don't know. He does. He strikes me as an honorable man in that regard. So I don't think so. Politics is always tricky, man. Like, I never. I don't think politics is the way. I think politics is just a reflection of what the people want. Like, they're spineless. They'll change. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the scary thing about politics is like politics and like financial institutions. Those are the two ones where like if you have enough influence and you talk shit about, they will make you radioactive real quick. Mm -hmm. Like like Joe was fine until he was like, yeah, I like that Bernie guy for president. Then the next day, yeah. looking through every video he's ever done, posting things out there, he's this, he's that, the yeah. third, you know. And the same thing I saw with um, you know Dave Portnoy who runs Barstool. It's like Portnoy was was a hilarious guy who had a sports website. That's how the world treated him. Yeah. And then he started doing that. Um, he was a daily day trader. Over the pandemic, Davey Dollars, Davey, and he was fucking with the financial markets a little yeah. bit, and they were like, well, "Oh no, we're not gonna play that. this." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the beautiful thing about the the Wall Street bets, like the kind of uh, Reddit community, 
is it's, it's decentralized. It's not one guy that you can make radioactive. When you're one dude, you're Joe, you're Dave, it's like they can bring out everything in your past. How do they do? And, and, and you're crazy, but I'm so happy you brought that up. We were just talking about the, before this, just like the Jerry Jones thing where somebody oh, yeah. out of nowhere, bro, goes, hey, 1957, you were yeah. standing in a... Dude, yeah. he's standing behind the fucking group of just white... You know, everybody looks the same. What same, was it about? What it was about? He was in. He was in, in Little Rock, uh, Arkansas. Yeah. Pull it up. It was. Uh, it was when the, 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 the desegregation. Of the desegregation. The they were. They were trying to black us, black these black kids, yeah. trying to get into the school. Like, look at look at the front. Jerry Jones, bro. If you could zoom in, Jerry Jones is in the back, mm-hmm. bro, standing right there. Can we just acknowledge, like, <laughs> everybody had great hair back then. There it <laughs> wasn't. And <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> rocking that hair. Yeah, but I'm like, 50s, I'm like bro. fucking pomade and things. Poor Malik is looking. At, he's yeah, tear coming beard. out of his eye. Yeah, but like, look at this hair. It's yeah. stunning, yeah. right? And, and, and my, my <laughs> like, like it was a gel. Was it? What is going yeah. on? But yo, do you see? Like, do you see, like think about it, uh, Andrew, and he's just chilling, bro. I, he bro, was that just guy there. with the cigarette does not like black people, bro. <laughs> that one's for sure. Yeah. Yo, he, like, yo, he didn't even like the cigarette. Uh, he's like, <laughs> it is on him. I don't oh. even go to school here. I don't think yeah, you should be. Yeah, that is so funny. This ain't even lit. <laughs> Bro, yeah. like, so you imagine, like, yeah. the, uh, my question was, like, those people, they could dig yeah. up and they could find. So this has been a, this has been out since 1957. Mm-hmm. And then somebody goes, oh, you know what? Watch this. Jerry yeah. Jones. Right there in the back. And mind you, he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time, just yeah. standing. What if, just yeah. in the back. I mean, did he say he was protesting? There's no, like, video. Hey, here's, his, did you see his answer or no? No, I didn't what see he, he says, I didn't even know, even know why I was there. I was 15. Yeah. I was scared I was going to get in trouble. I have no other memories outside of that. I just showed up. Yeah. So that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith said. Yo, he should have said, I heard there was black girls coming to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was I'm trying down. to dip in the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm. I'm trying to try new things. If you know what I'm saying? No, but what is Steven? By, by the way, that would have been funny if he if he did say oh something like that. God. Just mess with him. Oh no, I was God. I was dating this girl Kiki, and yeah, you know oh, we were. Like if he she had, was on the other had, side, you don't see her. <laughs> Kiki was on the other side telling me, "Come on, oh come on, Jerry." Yeah. Kiki. Oh my God. No, what's Stephen? No, a. Smith Stephen A. said originally he says, "Come on, guys, you're doing this. You're bringing back back a picture from." 60-some years ago when the man was 15 years old. Leave this one alone. What are you doing? Anyways, then LeBron today says, I'm, I'm wondering how come you guys are asking all these questions about Kyrie, but you guys are not losing it over what Jerry Jones said or Jerry Jones' picture is? How come you're not that uh, energetic about that? And that's how LeBron was kind of a... Uh, and then Stephen A. came back and said, I 1,000% agree with what LeBron said today. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's a mess with a guy 65 years. You got a good point. If, if they want to come after you and it's target crazy. you on anything, it's not going to be hard to find anything on anybody nowadays. 100%. Oh, yeah. that's, oh I'm screwed. Especially my military days. I did some outlandish shit. Drone strikes? I, uh, not that great. Okay. <laughs> but but hey, Malik loved that. Love that one. Uh, yo, I'm just talking about pictures and Nate. I, dude, I, there's shit out there of me yeah. where if they ever want to, bro, like they'll just boop and they got you. Yo, you just it. don't run for a public office. Never. That's well, Andrew, you, yeah. you brought up the Rogan thing. Yeah. He brought up Bernie. All right. And yeah. the, there, if you talk about politics, right? If you talk about Wall Street, finance, man, they're going to yeah. come after you. Who else did you say uh, uh, other than... Politics um, and finance, yeah. Okay. Politics yeah. But, finance. But in Rogan, yeah. And then we saw what happened with Andrew Tate. He started talking about that. Ooh, right? what was he talking? He was talking about All politics that, about or... The, you know, the Matrix man. and the system and the man, think, world government order and they, yeah, the, the I, Matrix canceled him and it was, you know, I think Tate's control thing, the lead. I don't know. I think Tate's... Uh, 
because uh, he's a he's clearly a smart and thoughtful guy, and uh, he's quite funny too. But uh, I think his miscalculation was he was playing up a character as comedy as funny people do. I mean, we all do it. We mm-hmm. play up certain. We'll say certain things on this podcast right now for jokes that are not really real. But if somebody went, "Hey, did you really feel that way?" I'd be like, no, you idiot. We're joking around because we're four guys in a room, muffed yeah. balls. I don't really think Malik is the black guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I just said that. But the tricky thing with, with, with Andrew, and I think the miscalculation was his business was tied to those things being his actual beliefs and truths. He's getting $5 million a month for Hustlers University, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's tied to him actually speaking these things as truths. And I saw him, I think it was on like Pierce Morgan. He's like, yeah, I wish I could have maybe redone it or like delivered it in a different way. But the thing is, the more salacious you go, the more attention you get, mm-hmm. the quicker you get. Mm-hmm. I think he could have gotten there uh, the same place he's at now, just at a, like a slower trajectory. He would have gotten there, but it wouldn't have been so meteoric. But yeah, I think that's really it. It's like he can't say, I didn't believe any of that stuff, because then you lose all that money that's coming in based on those beliefs. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to fight Jake Paul? If I'm him, I wouldn't. Why? Because if he loses, it kind of loses the whole shtick? I don't think he loses the shtick because I think he's like smart enough to like think of a way around it, like the bravery of just going in there. I respect any guy who gets in the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a, you know, if you ever. If you ever like box or anything like that, it's like it's this is the real deal. Like a lot of people talk a lot of shit, they don't want to get in there. So I respect him for actually doing that in general. But Jake is is a Jake is a beast, bro. Like a lot of people don't want to. Jake is a beast. Jake will fuck up most boxers. He will fuck up most MMA guys. I mean, I think we've already proven that. In a boxing match. In a boxing match. Not yeah. MMA. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah. and he, I think he'd be the first person to say, like, I'm not beating any of these guys in MMA. Yeah. This is what their expertise mm-hmm. is. But he's taking it seriously. And then I imagine Tate, who's probably in his 30s, right? Mid-30s? 35, 36, yeah. Yeah, it's, he probably hasn't fought in a few years. Like, it, that, that is like a whole transition in life to go do something to prove what? You were already a world champion kickboxer. What do you prove by beating beating Jake? Maybe you get a payday. Maybe it's... I think there's a number amount. Okay, let's say you get five million. Let's say you get ten million. Is it worth it? I don't know what the guy's worth, but if you got a hundred million or whatever, maybe he's saying he got in the bank. Like, is it worth it for five? Is it worth it to train for six months? Your rotator yeah. cuffs fucked yeah. up. Your eye already has issues. Like, is that worth it for five? Or could you take those six months and apply yourself to another business and make mm. five? I don't know. What would you do? I think you're right. I don't. I don't think he should fight him. I don't think he should find. Uh, by the way, if, and I don't want to take money out of Jake's pocket yeah. because yeah. I fuck with Jake. I yeah. love him. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, no, I yeah. think I think Jake is. Uh, uh, I put him in a top five best troll shit talkers no. in the game. Yeah. It's uh, and he goes up against people above him, Phenomenal. and he hangs. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's calling out people below him, below, no. bullying. He goes up and he he can go go up against anybody. Yeah. No, I don't think uh, Tate wins here. Whether he wins or not. Mm. Like, okay, let's just say Tate fights and he wins. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? If Tate, Tate fights and he yeah. wins, what you're, changes? You're a world champion kickboxer. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Great. Yeah. But, but, if, but if Jake goes and yes. he wins, what do you think Jake, and more importantly, what does Logan say? My younger brother. Beat the shit out of you. Beat the guy that talks shit yeah. shit. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, I, and I, I don't think you do this fight. I don't think it's necessary. I yeah. think this whole thing is plenty. Outside of this, I don't think you do the fight. And you're already coming back. Like, you've seen... Listen, there are guys who get canceled. Yeah. And they don't have the chops to come back. Yeah. He's got the chops. Like, he can speak to 
intellectuals and defend himself pretty well. There's some certain things that they'll kind of like pigeonhole him into, and he's just got to go like, all right, I said something was fucked up. I shouldn't have said it. But he can hang, so all he needs to do is continue doing what he's doing now, and then he just has to turn down the dial a few degrees. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, And it's not going to be as funny. It's not going to be as salacious, but it doesn't need to be because he's already established the name. And then he can continue riding that out. He's actually has interesting things to say. He just said some wild shit that if he was a comedian, we would all laugh at 100%. and not question. Of course. Okay. I had a joke back in the day that went. It was it was one of the first things that actually like started my career. It went viral on Reddit on on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I remember it happening, and um, and it was um, uh, countries that treat women the worst have the best food. Yeah, and, uh, I remember. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 it was this whole long bit about like like nobody's ever went out to say like you want you want to have Canadian tonight like no, <laughs> no whatever it's like the more women you know you're like stay in the kitchen the better the food comes out of the kitchen right <laughs> and this bit this like long crafted bit I put it out and it went viral on Super Bowl Sunday I'm a comedian if there was a person who was literally making the argument that that's how we should treat women <laughs> yeah. so food tastes better, yeah. you'd be like, this guy's a fucking psychopath, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then if they made a lot of money off of that and they had to stick to that, it's a really awkward position. But when you're a comedian, you're going, hey, I was just being entertaining and like playing with things that happen yeah. to be true and are correlated but might not be like causality. Mm-hmm. And you get away. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah, I almost wish Tate could be like, Dude, I'm a comedian, but I also say really kind of insightful things, so we could still get Dude, the that's fun the, shit. That's from him. the that's the card of a comedian. You yeah. see, it's it's like I, I almost want to go do a couple, and then Let's put do it. amateur comedian. Let's do boom, it. Call this and then the from there, comedian. You know, yeah, you're good. Now, anytime you say anything fucked up, yeah. you're like, just I was a, being I'm a just comedian. a comedian. Yeah, yeah. just a comedian. Yeah, just, what oh you're talking about? Is comedians get a way longer leash than anybody else. Yes, as they should. Yes, that's your job is to talk shit. Yes. Modern day philosophers. And even what... if it's kind of bombastic and ridiculous and out there and totally extreme, it's like. These is jokes. Yeah. And this right? is, I was talking to uh, Jordan Peterson about this recently, but like, it's the importance of play. It's like human beings, we like to play with the things that we're uncomfortable with, that we, we fear, right? Like Halloween, the whole idea of Halloween is playing with death. Like, we're terrified of dying. We're terrified yeah. of like our parents dying, our children, God forbid, dying. So we have a whole holiday. Which we didn't used to dress up as like football players. It used to be like skeletons and that kind of shit. Yeah. It was like let's play with this thing. We're terrified. Mm. We do it with uh, when you go to like a Disney World or some shit. You go on these roller coasters. You're terrified of it. But we and that's what comedy really is. It's playing with emotions that scare us, ideas that scare us, and doing it in a way where we can all laugh and experience it in a safe way. So when it happens in real life, mm-hmm. we're a little bit more ready. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's existed for fucking probably thousands of years. People have been busting balls forever. When you're with your guys and you're with your guys in the troop, there's no softball jokes. No. It's the no. most savage thing. Yeah. Oh, no question about it. Your father, your, father, your, yeah. sex, your, boy your sexuality. How you, yeah. I, I wish I, I, I haven't obviously I haven't done any um any any service, but I wish that I wish that people could see what the camaraderie is in these troops because from my understanding, from my friends who have served, my father served. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's like everybody loses their identity that they have outside. And all the, oh, you're Puerto Rican. The, the, the white guy will say the craziest thing about a Puerto Rican. The Puerto yeah. Rican say the craziest what? thing about a Jewish guy. Yeah. And it's like. Dude, I was, I'm Middle Eastern in the army. Oh, yeah. yeah me you too. Were, yeah. You're talking about like, it, it, let it rip. Well, yeah. I was in yeah. 9 11. Yeah, yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah. Yo, you, you, earn, you earn your stripes, my Well, boy. I was in, like, and <laughs> I'm, I remember East. as it was happening, people were like, yo. 
Vinny, aren't your mom and dad from where these people are from? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit. Here we go. But it was great, it was though. Ama- oh, what, it was ball, you know, ball, because I fought back. Yeah, if, if, you can, if you can take it, it's yeah. really going to build some character if you oh, can yeah. take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, late night, 2 o'clock, you're drunk, just, you know, talking calling shit. each other out, talking shit. Yeah. But if any of that was recorded. Forget it. Forget about it. Um, I mean, it's canceled, done. Oh, though. but Finito. those relationships you 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 have in those moments are so beautiful because you're saying exactly what you feel jokingly yeah. to another person. Yeah. Exactly. You're not putting on like a slight facade. So then you get to build these like really deep connections, and that's that's always what I've felt like. Even with comics, you see that like we say kind of whatever to one another. People I've worked with, and it's like I want to build, I want to build a world where we can be almost 100% honest with one another because mm-hmm. then I'm a ride for you no matter what. You're going to ride for me no matter what because you really know me. I'm not being a politician about it. I mean, that's, right. to be honest, what Trump, I think, exposed about politics. He was playful up there with a bunch of people faking, and it was so hard to not look at him when all these other people were trying to be like like Jeb Bush, trying to be all professional. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and he's just clowning Jeb. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, look how far down you are. <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. He's like, Blow wake up. Yeah, wake yeah, up. Yeah, he's yeah. taking a nap. Yeah. He's busting his, he's a comedian. He's well, Andrew, I think what you're talking about, because I did stand-up comedy for many years, and then I got into finance and all that, but one of the things I used to always say, because I used to make fun of this person and that person, is like, it's not racist if you make fun of everybody. Yeah. If anybody can get it at any given time, it's not yeah. racist. You're just... Talking shit. Yeah. The thing with Kanye, it's nope. It's just the Jews. That's like, yeah. well, then you're just an anti-Semite and you're a Jew hater. Okay. And there's no jokes. And there's, there's no, no jokes no there joke. either. That's why it's not that funny. Other Jews want to be made Netanyahu. fun of. Yeah. Like Jews, Jews like stand-up comedy, Andrew. <laughs> you know that. Jews control the media. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and going off what you said, Adam. So and, right. I, and I think the beauty, like, and going off what you said, uh, Andrew, was infamous. The the special that you did, which was fucking, do- it was bananas. Thank you, man. Thank the you. the to one a compliment to, to open. This is what real comedy is, and this is real. And I know you know this, and Pat and them appreciate it. You opened your special oh, yeah. with crowd work, yeah, and for all the yeah, people yeah. that are out there, this guy, you're taping this thing. The money's mm-hmm. been it's yeah, yeah. it's it's not like if you went up and it didn't work. Cut, Andrew, go back. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a one take shot. The guy yeah, walks yeah. out. He's busting this person's balls. Yeah. The Latina in the front. Yeah. And 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 nailing off of what you just said. Yeah. You hit everybody. Yeah. The black guy, the Mexican chick, yeah. the white guy. Yeah. And and I I think it's beautiful. Number one, number two, we're they're slowly trying to take that shit yeah. away from us, which is like yo yo time out. This actually brings us together. Yeah. You fuckers are trying to separate us. The guy's going up there on a special and busting balls like you were in the cellar or you were in. Yeah. And it felt it felt like I'm like, okay, this dude's having a blast. And That's shit what on I everybody. wanted, man. Like, I, for, what I learned from from doing comedy is that like, and I'm very fortunate that I have a very diverse audience. Like, white people found me after black people and Latinos because I started doing. Guy code and then podcast with Charlemagne the God. You guys know Charlemagne yeah, the God, sure. of course, one of the most brilliant radio personalities in history. And we were doing a podcast, so black people were the ones who came out to my shows when I was on the road initially. Blacks, like Latinos, and like some white people knew me from the MTV stuff. And then when I did Rogan, and when I started to have more like viral success online, that's when white people found me. So for me, I was always very comfortable. Also, just growing up in New York, just this is right. how we made fun of one another. Like my friend group was diverse. And we weren't just going to not make fun of the Dominican kid. Like, he's going to get it like everybody else. So so what I've realized is that if you're making fun of someone to their face and they're laughing, it's very hard to be offended on their behalf. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, it's easy if it's just yeah. white people making fun of yes. other people, and then you go, oh, this is messed up. But when you're doing a joke about black people and the black people are in the Dude, audience their face, laughing. Yeah. laughing yes. Yes. It's the people, you know what it is, Andrew? It's the people that are watching that interaction and going, oh, that's right. Ra- he's racist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bitch, shut up. You can't even say it if she's laughing. She's fucking laughing yeah. at it. And you're pissed yeah. off and you're not, and you're, you're, you're like, oh, you're a white person making, you're, you're upset about this. Yeah. Leave it alone. So, that's so what, what happened with the special? I saw the story. So you yeah. sold it, then you bought it back, you put all your life savings into yeah. it. T- yeah. Tell that yeah. story. Uh, yeah. So we, it was originally going to be with this streamer, and I don't even say who the streamer is because I got, I've put it this way: like they were really great, and the guy who who initially did the deal, he was awesome. But everybody has a boss, and everybody's got to look out for their bottom line, and that's why I kind of I have empathy in that situation. Um, so basically, they allowed me to buy it back, right? And same same value. No yeah, premium. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's some technicalities with it, but like, yeah. but they were very cool to to do that, and um, and basically I get it back, and I and I think about how I'm gonna do it. I'm like, do I just put it online? Like, I want to make my fucking yeah. money back. Yeah. So I I put it out with this company called Moment, and um, ba- basically we'll just like you know do these live stream events. But I want it to be like a live event, and also you know in, you can continue watching it for a few weeks. And uh, we put it out through them, and it was crazy. Like that's the importance of story. Going back to our initial, there are so many people I'm sure who bought the special because of the story of like. They heard like stories just touch us differently. Like I actually think that's the hack to life in a way for humans. Like that's our earliest version of of storing information. Like when you tell a story, apparently we had with Dr. Huberman on the podcast, and he was, and I was like, "Can you tell me about how humans react to stories?" And he goes, "I can't tell you that much, but they did a study, and they said that for some reason, when you're telling a story, everybody's heartbeat adjusts at the exact same time in the story." When you're giving people information, some people might be offended, some people might agree, some people might be sad, some people might be happy. But but specifically when information is presented in a story, everybody's heart goes up, everybody's heart goes down. And to me, I'm like, that's a superpower. Like, to give everybody in a room the same emotion, that's yeah. like music. So anyway, people heard about the story and they really got behind it and it was just fucking crazy. Like, I mean... Yeah, it was That's just sick. awesome. So you so, got so you I'm so pushed back. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I, so what's your plans with your next one? You well, gonna do the similar model? What are you gonna do next? Well, now we're in an interesting situation that I don't think a lot of comics in history have been in, where it's like I know what it's worth. You know, so it's like if if a streamer wants to buy it, I know exactly how much I can make. Right? Doing it on your yeah. own. Yeah. So like. Now you got to pay me way more than that because I could get that on my own. Got it. And ideally, I'm bigger by the time I do the next one. So you're going to have to pay me the premium to take it away from doing it on my own than having freedom to do whatever I want with it. And when they buy it, they own all those jokes? Like you can't – How? what's the legality of they uh, when they buy it? performance. But you can tell the, the same joke again. You and can, and usually they create like a little um, – Leeway. Like a window. So they go, you can't sell those jokes for another year, year yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they own that performance of those jokes, which is smart for them because if not, we could, you know, I could do the Taylor Swift shit, which yeah. is like she's just re-recording her old songs exactly. so that she can own them because they technically just own that recording 
Mm. So what a beautiful moment in life where, you know, when you think all this, I'm pretty sure, bro, when you found out when they're like, we're, we're going to edit your shit, you, you can't put these in. You're sure. like, so what a moment where you feel like I was like bummed, this? but I wasn't at all worried that, like, I was bummed, but I knew that we could make our money back. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to make this much money. That's what I'm saying. So now That was crazy. Yeah. And so, Andrew, because of that, now you're like, bro, what a moment where now, I didn't really realize how the, yeah. the worth of that, which I know you know your worth, but yeah. now you're like, shit, I'm chilling. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, like I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like, man, like, Chappelle's underpaid, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what do they pay? Like, him? Well, I mean, so he like, got like sixty million for like what? Th- three he got maybe yeah, sixty million for three specials, and I'm like, you need to get more, bro. That's like, crazy. I'm not saying I made sixty million, but I'm saying where I am, you know, and yeah, put it that way. Like, so yeah, you can make, you can make, and I own it still. Yeah, he doesn't own it, so. Which not a lot of people maybe will want to do. The tricky thing, obviously, about like Netflix or any streamer is that they, you know, like it's hard for people to get to their content. Now there's so much competition. So it's like, how do they get eyeballs on their content? And, you know, I tell the people that I know at the streamers, I'm like, you have to be part of culture. And I think the easiest way to be part of culture is to recognize what is moving culture. And if it's like podcasts move culture, but what else moves culture? Like memes, as silly as they are, move culture. Mm. Like, the only reason I know of the show The Mandalorian is because of the Baby Yoda meme. Mm. I didn't know the show was on mm. TV. And then I saw every fucking meme was popping up and people sending me with Baby Yoda. And I'm like, holy shit. Now, Netflix has this stupid thing and a bunch of these streamers have this stupid thing where if you're trying to do a screenshot of their show, yeah. your phone goes black. Can't do it. Why would you take away yeah. the number one instrument... <laughs> Of of PR done by the people consuming your content. Can you imagine how many memes with Dahmer when Dahmer was coming out? Oh, my out? God. That's already the number one show. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many memes. It's like you have to let the people produce their own content, which drives people to your shit. I agree. So that's just little shit. So, I, so yeah. next thing you do, you would do. Would you do something like what Chappelle did, like a three deal type of a thing, or I mean, would that be your expectation, or would you still say, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it myself"? Maybe I do it myself. Maybe I do it with them. They would have to convince me that you know, obviously, one, I would want to put it out the exact way that I want to put it out. That's really without them having any kind of control over what you put out there. So. Right. You want to have full on like Tom Cruise type Tom of Cruise. this is what I want to say. Yeah. Leave me alone. Don't yeah. bother me. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not and I'm not doing that to be like a fucking edge lord or anything like yeah. that. It's just yeah. like I test the material. Like I'm I'm on the road for fucking two years. I yeah. see the people laughing at it. Like I know the line. Yeah. I don't want to tell jokes that people don't laugh at. Because I love making them laugh. And I love making I love making people happy. It's yeah. like it's it's a really cool moment to do something for a living that like makes people feel good. Not everybody gets to do that. Yeah. And my thing is this, as an artist, this is the only art, Andrew, that, like, for instance, that you could do your art, somebody else takes it and messes with the shit. Like, there's Mm. no painter that finishes, and then they go, you know what? You used red here. Fuck that. We're taking that off. The black here. Nah, dude, you're the artist, pimp. So I want, I'm in charge of this, which I think for a comedy... There's, if I'm not hands on and I had the final say, I'm, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm meticulous with the things oh, that yeah. I create. Like with the special, it took me one day per minute to edit it. Wow, that's mm. one day every cut, per cut, minute. Cut, 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 every cut. And the sound was designed in a way. It was one day per minute, and like, because I wanted you to feel what it's like to be in that room. You so like the audience? That shit was d- I felt like I was there. That was, that, that's the, the audio. I the heard it. The number one problem with comedy specials is comics 
give away the the special to an editor that's not as familiar with comedy. So they don't know how to create the tension in the room. And you create tension, you can do it with different camera angles. Like if you're telling somebody something serious, don't cut in the middle of that. Push in. Mm, Like how do humans naturally react when somebody's telling like a serious moment of a story? We naturally lean in. Yeah, we do. Create the push. Yeah. So it's like, and then when you want to create some sort of like laughing moment, and you want to give the, the the audience an opportunity to breathe, pull out, show everybody else laughing as well. So like when we're looking at how to edit comedy, I'm not just looking at comedy. I'm looking at horror. I'm like, what's tension release? Horror. Yep. What do we do when you're about to get murdered? Tight, 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 tight. Then out, re, re, getting killed. So it's like, what are the other things that I don't know that that, that utilize the same things and feelings? As stand up, but aren't stand up. Yeah. So I could bring something different you maybe never saw. And sound is the other thing. If you as a performer are giving more than the audience is giving you, the person at home will feel uncomfortable. It's the reason often, oftentimes, like when we watch like the late night shows and you see the audience like over clapping for like a joke that sucked, you're like, that's not real. Yeah, like something's corny. off. Fallon, Kimmel, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You go, what's going on? Yeah. And a lot of times there's comics who are killing on stage, but they just don't mic the audience right. So mm-hmm. at home, it looks like that person is not acknowledging a lack of response. Even if their materials, dude, great. how hard comedy must have been during COVID. Like you're oh watching somebody's show, and you're just wondering, like, why? What are you doing? Stop it! This is uncomfortable. I did yeah. one, Pat. I did one. I don't know if you probably didn't. I did one because I just had to get up, dog. I was yeah. I was losing my mind in LA, and I was in a room a little bit smaller than this. It was for Shantae Wayans, and it's dog camera, her, one dude, Oof. and there's a big ass TV with like a hundred people that all paid. And I would say the joke, Andrew, which I know worked, yeah. and then I was just like this. And they were like this. Yeah. <laughs> Eight seconds later, yeah. and then I'm doing crowd work on Awkward. a TV. Yeah. I was about oh to quit. Oh, God. Uh, right yeah. there, bro. And you're, and you're big on stage, too. Like, yeah. it works maybe more for the guys who are doing, like, one-liners. And Stephen Wright. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Wright. Wright. <laughs> Stephen Wright doesn't need an audience. Brilliant. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. could just stay right in. Mitch, Mitch, exactly. 100%. But if you're going to be at all animated, and you're going to be all, like, performing the Oh, this bits, guy's humping stools it. and jumping around. And, like, you that's need, his whole uh, thing. And you thrive <laughs> off the energy you're getting yeah. from yes. that. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, like I don't, for me. Did you even get up, bro? Did you get up? Nah, there was nothing. Miami. Oh wow! <laughs> 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 Hang with me, the twins. The twins. Nah, facts. Facts. <laughs> the heavies. The heavies. You know, everyone these days. Um, you know, speaking of being a comedian, bro. Yeah. Everyone these days wants to be happy about something. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, whether you want to like get high and do drugs, whatever you want to chasing sex. Yeah. You know, just whether you're making money, business. Yeah. The, being a comedian, right? The the, the laughter, the getting, like doing yeah. the joke that you're working on, because it's not just getting a laugh. You sat there, you wrote it, you edited, you just yeah. kind of went mad scientist on us, and yeah. you went psycho Grim Reaper on how you yeah, yeah. genuinely come up with these jokes. Yeah, yeah. When you get that joke, how high of a feeling is that? I mean, Vinny, Yo, too. But- you know what it is? It's like, for me, the, the high is often um, the pursuit. You know, we were talking about that even earlier. It's like knowing that I'm like on to something. Yes. Like when the joke is, I don't ever call a joke done, but when I'm getting in its final form, yes. what I'm chasing in that moment is the kill. And that's not as gratifying because uh, I'm not exploring as much. You know what I mean? Like chasing the kill is dangerous because if you don't kill, now you're miserable. But when there's like a new bit that I'm like, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm like, 
I don't know. You even, know there's something there. Yeah, like, like, you're, like you're, even you're a that, chef and you're putting bro, more oregano, like, more this. I'm more. like, I, even now, I'm like, uh, there's just something so fun. I've been talking, you know, I've been thinking about like the, you know, everybody's like the Jews control the media and shit. And I'm like, what is the spin I have on that? And um, I remember I was in, uh, I was in, I was in fucking Florence and I saw the statue of David. Have you guys seen the statue of David? Mm-hmm. Not in real life. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's not, he's not exactly hung. It, well, 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 well. <laughs> not only is he not exactly hung, I was looking at his penis, and they were, and they were like, the, it was like the perfect man. And, and I'm looking at, it, I was like, I was like, yeah, but he's you know he's not cut, bro. He's not perfect. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, what is this fucking you know garden hose? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But but he wasn't. You know, he's, he's Malik. You want to put up that picture? Uh-huh. <laughs> but he was he was uncircumcised, right? Uh-huh. And I remember in that moment, I was thinking, and I go, wow, that's so weird that I'm like judging that. And then I thought of the word uncircumcised, and I'm like, why is that a word? Because <laughs> of the Jews. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just circumcised and dick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we don't, don't call people ungay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, the Jews the, control the media. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kanye might have a point there. <laughs> so, like, so, like, for me... For me, I'm like, I'm like, okay, here's like a funny, like angle, like uh, that. I'm like, oh, this is cool to explore. Like, it's like one of these things where I'm like, it's like, it's 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 so rare nowadays that we're all thinking about the same thing. It's so rare that like everybody's thinking about. So here's something I think everybody is thinking about, and here's a fun way to address it. One that I think Jews will laugh at, and without feeling like attacked. And non-Jews will laugh at because they're like, why the fuck my dick Jewish, bro? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like, so for me, you I'm always... You can thank us, homie. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can thank. Yeah, you can thank, thank us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I think there's more there, but yeah. but that's like an example of like, not, like I'm excited. Like I would never tell a joke to some comics and that because that's not like done or anything. But like for me, I'm so excited I even want to explore it. Like, I love what that. is this idea? Like, how do I get yeah. into that? That's that's like when you write, like, because I, 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 dude, the list. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your phone is just fuck. I, I mean, yeah. write sometimes, but this when you're writing it, you're like, oh shit! Like, I just put it. Yeah, I know it's gonna be there. Yeah, and just trying to do it, just to talking ha- to people about it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like for me, it's like I now I want to know. Yeah, like now I want to know every. Now I want to know more about like Jewish people. Like. Like this, I'll, I'll like, sit down with you, yeah. buddy. Are you circumcised? Yeah, you wanna, you want, you want. I'm not sort of like believe you. To I'm, I'm no. circumcised too. I'm <laughs> all right. Welcome to dude, the crew. Dude, he still but, has the skin in, yeah. the, in a you little formaldehyde. Oh, it's on my necklace. Right there, it's on my necklace. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> little piece of Adam is on his neck. But, but you know, dude, you know that's what rugula is. They just wrap them in. Try the soup. What's in the soup? Give me a spoon. Isn't that? Do you consider yourself? Yeah. Just a comedian, meaning, yeah, yeah, like we had Antonio Brown on, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. we can talk about, and, yeah. and we're like, I don't know if you saw the interview, heard about it, or whatever, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we t- sure. we're like, oh, there's a football player, I'm more than a football player, I'm a yeah. father. It's like, all right, some people, I'm a businessman, LeBron, yeah. he's like, I'm not just a basketball player, I'm a businessman, but like, there's something beautiful in, no. a, in being a comedian. It's like, I am just a straight up comedian, and yeah. there's a business stuff, there's actor, there's this, but. How would you define yourself in that regard? Yeah, I'm a comedian. I, I don't need comedy to be important. Matter of fact, the less importance you put on it, the better. <laughs> like I, I don't I, I, I am just a comedian and I make dick jokes. Matter of fact, the less you think of what I do, yeah, the more I can do. Uncircumcised dick jokes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you know, so it's like the more importance we put on comedy, the less we can say. 
you know, there's comics all the time that that they they're saying these things. I'm sure I'm guilty of saying as well. But like comedy is so important. It's the last bastion of free speech mm-hmm. and all these other things. And and you know, without comics, we would we would devolve into communism. And then they also go like, why is everyone trying to silence us? It's like because you're saying you're important. Yeah, shut up. If you just say that you're a clown, yep. you can say whatever you want. Uh, and then if there is some truth in it. They can't help but get that in there. You think Bill Maher's still a comedian? Yeah. Yeah, I think Bill is. John Stewart? John is. John, you could argue, John, you could argue, is so good at what he did, he ruined it for everybody. <laughs> because John, John made political comedy seem like that was what you were supposed to do. He was so good at it. And he was so, like, pure about it. Like, John stops his show, and he's still like, no, nah, we're going to get these firefighters there, their fucking pay. We're going to get them there. And sure, yeah. like, even if he's not doing it, he's about that life. So, but John was so good at the political comedy, it almost made, I think, a whole generation of people expect their comedy to be political. When, in my opinion, like, sometimes it has to be, sometimes it isn't. I don't ever tell people what side I'm on. I don't ever want them to know, like, because maybe I don't have a side. I want, I want Republicans to be like, oh yeah, he says some shit that I, and I want Democrats to be like, oh shit, shit, and I want them both to be upset at me. I love like, there, it. There's an abortion joke I do in the special, and in the comments, both people on the sides have no clue how I feel about abortion. Perfect. So it's like to me, that's the superpower. But in order to have the superpower, you have to wear the mask because if they know who you are, then they're gonna fuck with you. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, that's where you can be the most pure version of a comic. That's and perfect. that's what I and you're about. and mind you talked about Trump. You made fun of Biden. You're just bro, and it's good. And when people ask, especially with me, I'm just like, because my cousins are liberals, bro, hard, yeah, yeah. hardcore, falling the sword. They're yeah. like, well, Vinny, you, you're a Republican. I go, whoa, whoa, I don't vote. I don't. Yeah. I'm just. I'm in. I'm on one of those little rafts, those bo- you know, yeah. I'm just in the in the river, just go. Oh. I'm on the side of jokes. That's what That's I'm it, on. Like bro. I'm, I'm, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to these jokes, and if I feel a certain way about the world, I'm going to express that. Do, do you think that the jokes. the jokes that you're able to tell, the comedians are able to tell, you think that it's better content now with Biden or better content when Trump was in office? That's an interesting question because I think that <laughs> I think that people. Either they're not aware of it or they're not willing to admit it. But I think that people are actually happier with Biden in office. And not right or left. I think they're happier being uh, less engaged. Everybody's been able to kind of like disconnect a little bit. And with Mm -hmm. Trump, he has this unbelievable magnetism that whether you like it or not, you're going to react. The guy talks, and you react. And I think what happened with that is it went Trump, then COVID, and we were just like sensory overload. And everything that we were told became bullshit three weeks later. You know what I'm saying? Like every little bit of information we got was not exactly true. And I don't know if you guys went through this, but I just kind of like, Removed myself. It's, it's I was, exhaustion. I'm not reading another article. Exhaustion. Bro, yeah. I read an article once. It was a whole article, right? <laughs> and like, I read, and, and it was like, you know, the ADD's kicking in. I'm like reading and I'm like f- having a hypothetical <laughs> fight with my wife she doesn't even know about. And then I got to come back to the same of the fucking top of the article. <laughs> 
four different times I, I restart this article. I get to the bottom of the article. I'm like, I fucking read that whole article about some shit I don't I even read. care about. I got I this. I'm a, I'm a citizen of America. Yeah. I know what's going on. The first fucking blurb at the bottom of the article is like, some information in this article has been refuted, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't need you to fuck it. Yeah. Put it at the top. <laughs> Put it at the top. You know how many times don't I give me a disclaimer. Put it at the, the fucking top of the goddamn article. You wasted two my hours. time. I'll never hours. get that time back. I had all this new information and it's useless now. Wow. <laughs> so I so I weirdly think I think that like I think people feel two ways. I think people are probably embarrassed about Biden. I think People are way more entertained by Trump. I think regardless of where their political beliefs lie, and I don't care who the fuck you are, everybody agrees with a little bit of what fucking Trump says, and everybody agrees with a little bit of what buys it. There's no person that's like, I only believe the same thing one man believes. Like, I don't, I don't want to believe if you. But I think the temperature is cooler. The tricky thing now is that Biden's so old and so obviously Lost. dealing with yeah. you know, cognitive issues. Yeah. Cognitive, the bare minimum, yeah. cognitive issues. Right. Yeah. He can't say a number that's more than four digits. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, Andrew, like, two words. If it's more than four digits. Made in America. Yeah. That's fucking brilliant. Made he's, in America. It, two words. The guys, like, honestly, he might be more entertaining than Trump, if I, you really it, think about yeah. it. Who's the best in person? Who doesn't best? Because uh, Trump, I mean, you had Alec Baldwin, you had all these uh, Frank so Caliendo. Who does Biden? I can't even no, tell you no, who does Biden. Um, Jim Kyle, Dun Kyle Dunnigan does. Yeah, he he's fucking. Do yeah, he yeah, does yeah, the, the face swap. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. Kyle Dunnigan does because he all. says the same mistakes, words, and uh, but then yo, but Andrew, like real talk, and Pat, we talked about this. Trump, a lot of people are like, man, just the Santa and the Trump. I saw a rally. He's not done. Oh, no, he's not only running. I, listen, we all know, he's listen, fucking listen. coming back. You don't think Trump has the party by the balls, Pat? Who? Trump. Do I? Trump. Trump. Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah, he's a because even, yeah, even if he doesn't win the primary, he'll run as an independent. That's right. There you go. That's right. So yeah. they got to give him the nomination if they want if they want to win. And, and Republicans get organized, right? They get in line. It's Here's like, the difference. Here's the difference. If you think about uh, a couple things, what is the biggest difference between? So, okay, so this is the question to ask. Give five reasons why he won in 2016, okay? Why he won. So you could say a person. You could say uh, uh, whatever. Give five reasons why you think Trump won in 2016. Five reasons. Hello. All of us together? Why he won? Yeah. Uh, humor. Okay, humor's Comedy. one. Because uh, the person he was going against, Hillary, did all that stupid shit. Okay, so, so, so right there. So let's just say a terrible opponent. Terrible. terrible. What hate, else? Hate Give another person. one why he won. Uh, the celebrity status, his uh, okay. apprentice. So and coverage, yeah, just news. Constant crowd. coverage by yep. everybody yeah, that wanted everybody. to get the eye. Okay, yep. and then what else? Money Give me another money. one. Why he okay, fine. Money. You put that one as well? That's Five money is money? I think there was a deep year. I think you guys are missing a couple things here. I think there was something yeah. out of the swamp, whether yeah. it was Bernie or whether it was Trump, yeah. just not your typical politician. Yeah, I that's think why there Hillary, is, yeah. that robotic, yeah. I'm with her, I'm just... A, there was a resentment what, what is, for what traditional are my, What do my yeah. handlers tell me to say? Yeah. Yeah. Where Trump is like, handlers? Yeah. Yeah. Check out these hands. I'm grabbing by the pussy right now. I'm giving shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's also a lot realness. of people who like have felt... We were talking about this. Like, There's a lot of people who just felt completely forgotten. And, and when you give a nod to people who feel forgotten, mm -hmm. they can look past 
all the other dubious bullshit that you say mm-hmm. because finally you're being spoken to. Okay. Yeah. Can I give you a couple mine? Please. That I right. got. Check this out. Okay. So, so here's here's the real. If we were, if let's just say Trump right now called us in the middle of the podcast, said, "Guys, I've made a decision. I want to hire you guys as our campaign manager. Hey the guys. four of you. Hoss, you guys are helping Hoss, us up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, and Malik. Yeah. Malik for sure because <laughs> okay. he's got to do Google. He's got to search stuff. Yeah. Black guy. So 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 here's here's what you got. So you said comedy, you said Hillary, bad opponent, you said uh, he's a celebrity, apprentice, you said uh, coverage by everybody, and you got money. Okay, so what's the same? He's still funny, yep. but a little bitter. Yes. Before he was bitter. funny, he's bitter now. He wasn't bitter yeah. back then, yeah. right? Angry isn't funny. He was an underdog. There's a yeah. different energy between underdog oh. coming up yep. versus a bitter. That underdog yep. energy is gone. Yeah. So there's no longer that underdog spirit, right? That if you think about the underdog. Correct. It does was he like, st- oh, you're doubting me? Yep. Now it's like indictive. Mm. So does he, does he still have the money? Yes. 1,000%. Yes. Does he still have a bad opponent he's going to go up against? Yeah. Yes, there's still a bad Very opponent. Likely. So is he still a celebrity? Yes. yes. Is he still going to get coverage? No. No. He's no, not going to get covered. There's no way he's going to get the same before. CNN, no. MSNBC, have him on. So that's gone. Right now, here's a couple other things. Kellyanne Conway was one of his best flag carriers. He lost her. She's not doing it this time. She's gone. She would go on MSNBC, CNN. They would invite her, and she would defend him better than anybody else. That one is gone. The next thing that's gone, he said he's not coming back to Twitter because when he did the SPAC deal, I'm willing to bet. If I gave Trump a few hundred million dollars, I'm only paying your SPAC if I tell you, one rule will give you this uh, $200 million, whatever the amount was that they gave him for the spec. You will never tweet as long, even if they let you back on, you will not use Twitter. Wow. So he said, I'm not going to be using Twitter, just come to truth. So Twitter is gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. Here's the other one that's gone. You ready? Uh, uh, is there a, is, was there an alternative to him at that time? Who? Uh, Huckabee? Uh, uh, Rubio? Yeah. Jeb Bush? Scott Walker? Yeah. Ben Carson? Cruz? Ted Cruz? Ted Who? Cruz. John Ron Kasich, Paul, nothing. Kasich. So, but there is now an you, alternative right. today. You're right. So yeah. that is the part, and it's a real alternative that's an option, yes. right? That it's you have to look at. The drama. Does he have Facebook today? No. Does he have YouTube today? No. Does he have his daughter today? No. Right. His daughter said, "I'm not He's part not, of the campaign. Right. I'm not, out." So, so, so the part that you have to kind of think about, and then Schwartzman. I don't know if you guys know Steven powerful Schwartzman. Schwartzman. Yeah. He said, I'm not, I'm not supporting. Schwartzman, who is Schwartzman? Schwartzman is a, in the financial That's space. BlackRock, right? yeah, this guy's a uh, uh, that's Schwartzman right there. Schwartzman is the CEO of Blackstone Group. Blackstone. He, he said, I'm not supporting. This guy's worth $30 billion, $40 billion. What's his number right here? Zoom in a little bit. Shit. $27.5 This is a guy that straight up went against Rahm Emanuel mm-hmm. and went against you know, Obama and wasn't afraid. So the, the challenge with all of this stuff Yep. He doesn't have the same team as he did before, and there is a real alternative today. So yeah. you don't have the same playbook today as he did in 2016. Nope. Now here's the flip side of it. So like when you know when you're like, well, you, I don't ever want people to think I'm a, you know, where I'm at politically. Let them kind of guessing game all that stuff. We like, I think Biden's a good thing, which I understand what you're saying, but you know. The moment McKinsey Scott left a, a crazy visionary like Jeff Bezos and married a school teacher, within a year she got a divorce because she got tired of the boring, safe stuff. Okay? Of course. But, uh, you know, you're still dealing with a guy that is a flipping fighter who's, res- you know, like he will, 
the level of relentlessness this guy's got, there is nobody at his level in politics. Who? Yeah. Trump. Trump. Yeah. Just nobody at his level. He's intimidating. He'll get dirty with you. He'll yeah. talk trash to you. Yeah. He'll tell you what nobody else is wanting to tell you. He'll he'll entertain. He'll talk. He he can go for hours talking on stage without a uh, what do you call it teleprompter. All these other guys are teleprompter yeah. driven. Yeah. They need script writers. This guy doesn't. You, you know when you're saying how he did a special and he got up and he started first talking to the crowd. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Where's yeah. the teleprompter? Half the guys need somebody to write the script. They need a writer for them. Comedian. Yeah. This guy's getting up there saying, you know, I've seen him in a, a private event multiple times at Mar-a-Lago with the thing off, and I tell you, you. No joke. Two hours, you're laughing 30% of the time, 40% of the time. You're literally in tears laughing. I love it. You're like, this. you could have been a comedian, this guy. 100%. And he just goes, no teleprompter. Oh, my God. Who can do that today? He's just riffing or something? Can DeSantis do that? No. No. He can't do that. Can uh, Newsom do that? No. no. Can Biden do it for half a second? No. no. no Can Kamala do it? Can Pete no. do it? Can Rubio do it? Can Cruz do it? None of these guys have that ability to get up and light it up and 50,000 people show up. So mm-hmm. as much as it's very easy for people to say, let it loose, you know, no way in the world, all this other stuff, you have to deal with Trump, yep. period. So if he doesn't run as a Republican, runs as an independent, if I'm, if I'm a um, – like right now, DeSantis is playing the card of just staying quiet, not mm. saying anything back, mm. not talking shit. Not retaliating, not rebuttaling. Nothing's been said yet, but he has announced that his autobiography is coming out for uh, DeSantis. Anytime you have an autobiography, like when yours comes out, we know you're running for office, just so you know. Is that true? Yeah. yeah. When, you, when your autobiography wait, comes wait, out. You, what if he's like, I'm actually in the middle of writing yeah. one so right now. so funny you said that. You know, you, you know, what, the ti- you know what his title of his book is going to be? Here's, here's a perfect title for your book. And I'm telling you, I think the moment Brand I say it, it, the moment I say it, yeah, you're going to say that's the title. You ready? Circumcised. <laughs> Making the cut. <laughs> Making the cut. I'm going to say, that's a freaking oh, bestseller. I love that. I love that. And Andrew? I'll be your VP. There we go, baby. <laughs> that's so freaking funny. Oh, my that's God. So then how do, how, do we get, uh, how do we get Ron a little heat? To to what to want to get in there and uh, go, by the way he wants in he wants in do you really oh. think he do, do you think he does you Bro, think he really wants yeah. to come listen see? there's there's two things that never lies man they just, just never look at the guy's eyes yeah eyes never lie yeah this guy wants it stud, like bro. you have no clue he wants that fight he doesn't want it to be easy he wants to go up against a guy like that as brilliant as he is as strategic as he is. He wants that fight. Oh, you think he wants? Oh, I think he uh, wants that fight. Well, he is a soldier, bro. He's a soldier. I, he's a, he's I think you know, like a, you know how boxers get criticized for not wanting to fight the other opponent. Yeah. that they were at the. He wants to beat Trump at his best. Like he wants him. Wow. He wants the. Now that's my opinion. I may be fully off, and I may be like, because if I think who he is, I don't think he wants to be a guy to become a president easily. Like, it's like, well, let me tell you how we did it. We got rid of him. We got rid of him. Oh, here's DeSantis. What a lame story. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Trump's story? Like, look, like, what just happened yesterday? We're upstairs. I'm in a business meeting. One Colombian Sam runs in. A Guatemalan Mario runs in. <laughs> we're, we're like, oh, Mexico won. They're advancing. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're not because uh, Argentina won well, 2-0. Yeah. Mexico was supposed to win 2-0. Yeah. Two minutes left stoppage time, you know. Saudi Arabia scores a goal. Mexico's out. Unbelievable. And I'm like, are you kidding me? By the way, Mexicans are now watching World Cup. They're done. Like, 
Immediately. Forget about the coach got fired. That thing was that 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 comeback or what just happened there, that's a that's a tough loss, right? Oh my god. Think about the most incredible losses, like how the Red Sox came out and beat the Yankees. I don't want to talk about that. That's a pain. You look at how you know Atlanta lost to Brady. Oh my twenty eight to three. You think about, you know, all these games. Dude, nothing comes close with what Trump did to Hillary that night. Oh. Like, it's 3.30 in the morning. You just enjoyed watching these people cry. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I did. This is just freaking entertaining. I did, bro. So I, I, I think I if this guy wants to truly be a heavyweight and he wants to be like a Reagan-esque type of a guy, mm-hmm. he's got to take out Trump. And how? The, the how, he's got the right people that are sharing insight on how to do it. This guy is... Uh, He's he he's he's not gonna have a hard time doing it in his eyes. He's not gonna have a hard time doing it. However, um, so I'll give you some strategies of my opinion, and then you know it is what it is. So look at, for example, okay, you walk into a room, you're negotiating with an enemy, okay, and you know this guy's an asshole. He doesn't like you. He's bigger than you, and he's been bullying you, and he's constantly talking shit to you. When you walk into this meeting, you have a few different options. Option number one, be diplomatic. Yeah. And you go in and you say, hey, John, how are you? Everything good? Hey, thank you for making the time. It's great to be here with you. Okay? Now, to him, you're kissing his ass. All right? It's fake. Number two, you show up eight minutes late. Okay? Big dick. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do me a favor. Can you tell him we got to leave in 20 minutes? I Okay. So what's up? Tell me. I know you want to figure this thing out. Obviously, we have some issues here. What do you want to do? do you, I'm not convinced you want to do anything here with us. So go ahead. I'm all ears. Go ahead. You can take that route. He can't come in be like, hey, you know, he has to send handlers to have those types of conversation. Both of them are having their handlers talk to each other. But you eventually have to face off against the guy privately and have the conversation. And... He's not going to take the Mark Rubio route. If he does, he'll get destroyed. If he takes the Ted Cruz route, he's going to get destroyed. What, what are those routes? Mark Rubio route was the route where he uh, 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 starts off you know, being very diplomatic, and then all of a sudden he tries to you know, play, play the, game. the game of Trump oh, to talk yeah, shit. Yeah, like, stop. 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 You're not in this league, bro. Yeah. And then everybody's like, Dude, you, this you're is not, not, you. not your this thing, is not bro. your game, bro. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. play this game. Like you know, sports. You're a shooter. Yeah. You try to play inside game. That's not your game. Yeah. Keep shooting the threes. That's yeah. your game, Golden State. Yeah. Play that game. This guy has to come out guns blazing and setting his argument and letting everybody know. Uh, but at the same time, giving the message in a way, knowing he's still going to need the MAGA voters to support him to win office. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a very massaging you know like you have to maneuver you have to push you have to bully it you have to respect he he's got his work cut out for him but if there's a guy that could pull it off it's him does it bother you that currently you can't run for president does it bother who you me yeah what a question you're asking if i can't run for president yeah i don't think it bothers me i think I think it, it, it's it, not your choice. Everything else in your life so far as an adult yeah. has been your choice. Listen, some people are put there to help somebody else do it. Meaning, 
maybe one of my kids is going to be a president. And my job is to help Joe shape Kennedy their mindset. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm a Joe Kennedy. Maybe I'm a uh, Fred. Maybe I'm a Prescott. Maybe I'm that guy. And I'm very comfortable playing that role. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, this this is a area I enjoy the kingmaker part of the game. Yeah. I enjoy it. The other night we're having a conversation until 1 o'clock in the morning, five hours I'm having a conversation with this guy because I really think this guy is super capable of what he can do. We've had multiple few-hour conversations, sitting there talking to Jedediah, seeing what she's doing right now, our insurance company, seeing what our guys are doing. I freaking love that part of the game. Oh, my God. Like, naturally. But a little bit. Oh, president? I would vote for that. Let me— I think you—I'll be honest. I think you could do it. Let me me give you one—if you're asking me, like, what laws I would change if I was uh, uh, a—well, you can't do it constitution-wise. Here's what it would be. Uh, I think there are people that love America more who weren't born here. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I think the, the, if you wanted to really still keep the integrity of 35 years, do it 35 years from the day you came here or 35 years from the day you became a citizen. Let that be the same as somebody that has lived here for 35 years. I think that law logically makes sense to me mm. if they did something like that. That law makes sense and to me. And I think being in the military yeah. should give you a little bit more incentive because you've served and fought oh, for yeah. this yeah. place. So that should give you another, okay, knock off five years, he's Gucci. That's yeah. what I, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, I mean, I know a lot of people that love America, but Pat's up there as one of the pro-American, pro-capitalist, pro... So let's say they change it. Let's say it changed the rule. What about it? What do you, what do you mean, what about <laughs> it? If they change it. <laughs> I see a smirk. If yeah, they change I it. I see a smirk. I, I, I'm, I'll be straight. This is the first time I'm talking about it on the podcast like this. If they changed it, very high likelihood I would entertain running. So very high Do you see Schultz's yeah. face? So he's Pat, like, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Pack it. Yo, yeah. imagine Andrew as the vice president just coming out. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. And he was talking I'm shit. Not, like, I'm, who's talking I'm shit Kelly about that? I'm Kelly A. Conway. Yeah. Send me to see. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking <laughs> no, funny. No, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. No, you're one of the first guys that... um. That I that I actually like that I would say well I don't want you to run because I don't want them to just tear apart your family and you go yeah. through all these things but but yeah I get a good sense from you that you you genuinely want to help and I th- I think that's what I got from Bernie it was like I didn't agree with almost any of his philosophy <laughs> yeah. but I thought he wanted to help not win and unfortunately you need to want to win in order to win but. That resonated with me. I was like, I think this guy just wants to do the best thing. And maybe he and I differ on what the best thing is, but at least his heart is in the right place. And this is America. They're not going to let you change too much shit. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck with that guy for that reason. That was like a rare thing. It was, it was also interesting that like him and Trump resonated at the same time, which speaks to what yes. you were talking about earlier, which was like this dissatisfaction with yeah. the political system. And then these two outsiders... And because of the corrupt nature of the way Democratic primaries work and fucking super delegates, which is like a mind-boggling concept yeah. that they even exists. But uh, you know, he wasn't able to get there, and it was kind of you could argue stolen from him, or he wasn't able to get it. But like seeing both of those people represented, it was Trump and Bernie at the same time, spoke volumes to what Americans wanted. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They, and by the way, they should have faced off. They should have. They should have faced off. I agree. Because Bur- both of them are true believers. And I'm, they should have faced off. And what is Hillary Trump got in the way? Him? And Biden got him both yeah. times. Yeah. But what is Trump going to say about Bernie? Oh, like the, what can he say? That's the thing. It's like Trump is fascinating because, and I think uh, Ben Shapiro put this the best. He's like, uh, politics is a mudslinging competition, yeah. and 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 uh, Trump is made of mud. Yeah. Wow. Everybody else is in their white suit. You know what I mean? Right. So that mud shows up way more. For sure. Or what do they say that, you know, never uh, mud wrestle with a pig because you both get dirty and there a you go. pig loves being love in the mud. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's 100%. Trump. Guys, go make it in real estate in New York for 50 years. That, and yeah. See <laughs> what happens yeah. to you. Go in the media, yeah, yeah, yeah. hook up with everybody that he hooked up with, date a bunch of models, have the pressure of a father that you had with a mother who was so flamboyant and he picked up that sight from her have your older brother die from alcohol and then see what kind of a person you would be yeah. Yeah. He's tough this, this this guy is this guy is a ridiculous guy yeah. this this uh, the 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 resume and the pedigree that he has and and being from the streets of going up against all these guys that are trying to bully you no look he, he, it's very hard to be in someone's shadow yeah very hard to be in someone's shadow as a kid yeah by the way secretly I, I don't know how much more resentment there is than you doing good in your life and you would have been a superstar if anybody was your father. Yeah. Then put a superstar as a father. Yeah. Dude, that's wow. that's not like a easy thing to like imagine you're dating your uh, girl, mm-hmm. you and your girl are dating each other, you're going out and you just made partner at a law firm that's freaking badass in New York, they're 31. You're the youngest party made 1.8 million last year. And you go home and your dad's there and your wife's like Man, your dad, man, it's a freaking amazing guy and what he does. She's like, dude, can you like relax? Yeah, I'm a freaking partner. Yeah, well, your yeah. dad's $3 billion guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> think about how annoying yeah. that can be, yeah. right? To be able to have your father, Fred Trump, with the badass eyebrows. Have you seen Fred Trump's they were, eyebrows? They were like caterpillars. Legend, pull up yeah. Fred Trump's eyebrows. Them I mean, things that, were aggressive. This is oh. like, one of us are running for office. Look oh, at dude, that. This shit. Is, dude, this is like. Uh, so that's not even a good picture of eyebrows. There's another one that's phenomenal. You could braid his eyebrows. I mean, this is <laughs> a corn roll on each so, one. So, <laughs> but but the point is, look at that picture right there. Look at that picture right there. I mean, you can tell. Oh, scrolling a little bit. Yeah. So, look at that. Look at that right there. Yeah, they're fucking. Up. I mean, you Trump's too. You got to the edge of You got you got to, and then wow. you outdo him that's in every way. That's crazy. That's just, that's that's not easy to do. Yeah. So it's not easy to do. Now he's a force, man. He's a force. But I'm so curious about what about governor. No. What about going to fix California? No, I'm good, man. You don't want to fix California? No. No? No interest. Not at all? Let me, let me explain to you why. Let me explain to you why. And, and hopefully this will make, like, for example, Florida. Yeah. You know, uh, we got a couple guys here that are like, Pat, we all know you're going to run for it. I'm like, dude, you, I'm telling you right now, it would really have to be like, I would say less than 1% chance I run governor state of Florida. Okay? Why? Here's the way I processed it. Okay? Um, if I'm going to put the family and the kids through anything, I'm not going to put it through for governor. I'd go help somebody be a governor. That's uh, a play. I would, I would help them, but I'm not going to put my family through that part. If it is where the influence can be to really make an impact as a nation, no problem. Let's go. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty, but we're going to be all right. We'll prep everybody. That would be more worth it than doing something that's a governor. Not worth it. Like even business collateral damage. It's it's just it's uh, yeah it's it's not it's, you know it's kind of, it's it just doesn't excite me at all. You don't think California is ready? 
I thought California. I thought who was it? Who was it in that election? My my boy Dove was was uh he had feelings about that. Who just lost? What's the guy's name? Oh, in Cali, yeah, for in L.A. Uh, no, it was uh, the mayor. Oh, the, the what's his name? Rick the Rick Russo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a beast. Yeah, oh, he yeah, was yeah, dope. Yeah. He's a beast. Yo, who yeah. beat him? Who beat him? He lost to who? He lost to a lady, I believe. Yeah, I, th- I, I believe thought he they, lost I to thought L.A. was fed up, I, you know. Dude. Um, by the way, they were fed up. A lot of people that are friends who are in Hollywood who were supporting this guy, mm. who were like, you know, we want uh, Caruso yeah. to win. And, you know, he's a Republican that ran as a Democrat. Right. So that was a great way of doing it. But, uh, you know, e- even with the recall with Newsom, he still won 63%. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was uh, it was close. Yeah. You- you're asking questions that you may even have some interest in this. Is there any interest with you with politics? No. Not, Zero. Not at all. A comedian. Got it. No, but, you, but you listen, you, you, you've just seen what's happened the last few years with the model of a comedian winning. You know, like yeah. the, the, you, you, Trump I don't is. I tell people what to do, man. I, I want to. I love influencing culture for sure, and I love doing that in a, in a you know with with humor. And sometimes I like just telling jokes about absolutely nothing. But um, but yeah, I love taking part in culture. That's really interesting to me. But you know, not, I don't want to tell people how to live, and I want. And I'm too empathetic for like how both people and both sides want to live, because I ultimately think that they want the same thing. They don't just they don't even realize that they're trying to fight for the same thing. You know, like you could take even like the most divisive issue. It's like, like you know, with the trans kids or whatever like that. Like, getting, and it's like both sides are actually like caring about the kids. Like the the liberal side are going like, oh my god, these poor kids are having this identity crisis, and what can we do to make them more comfortable? And then the conservative side's going, oh, my God, these poor kids could be influenced to do something trendy that could permanently ruin them. What a point. But, like, both parents are concerned about those fucking kids, man. So it's like, and and you never get a discussion where you can just have them agree because the way that we pin things is, you know, both sides are evil and you want to destroy whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I don't know, I think the, the coolest thing would be able to, be to have people on the podcast or have discussions even like we're having right now and then have people be able to go oh shit yeah that other side isn't that bad and maybe the heart's kind of in the you know right place but they're just coming at it from a different direction mm. it, 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 it becomes very tricky and maybe you have may, way more experience this from running businesses where you have to make decisions that are going to affect people and that you have to make decisions going to affect x amount of people that work for you and they're going to disagree with it and like be upset by it and that's a Listen, as much as we criticize politicians, as much as we're like upset at them, as much as we're angry about things, making decisions is hard and living with the consequences of those decisions is hard. And I respect that ability, even if I disagree with the decision made, because most people would prefer not to. That That is a brave thing. You, know, you look at like military decisions like you pushing a fucking button and sending some guys in somewhere, that's a tough thing to do, yeah. I imagine. Yep. That takes a fucking man to make that decision. Man, woman, I don't care, whatever. When I'm saying man, I'm talking yep. about someone who's willing to stand on it. That's a fucking tough thing to do. Now, we could criticize those all we want sitting back here, but given you are in that situation, what are you going to do? You yeah. Freeze? Yeah. You going to freeze? Yeah. I mean, look, n- natural behavior, you know, most people are afraid of breakups. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of people leaving them. They're afraid of not being liked. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of, uh, 
people, uh, you know, uh, what if I lose this person because maybe they didn't have a father figure in their lives or a mom or a bad relationship with an ex who left them or cheated or whatever it is. There's these fears that, that you have, right? You, you, you're you going to have a very hard time leading, making decisions mm -hmm. if those things concern you. But by the way, Rogan said something to you that he's 100% right. Dude, things change when you have a kid. It's a very yeah. weird thing. Malik's got a kid. He knows what I'm talking about. Things change. Two kids. Yeah. yeah. When, when what color? No. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that where the kid is like the white guy goes oh, in and he's oh, like, what me, movie is this? Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, my God. Is it me, myself, and Irene? All three. Yeah. Oh but he just won't accept it. Yeah, that, you know, but I thought, I thought it was another one as well. That that I'm trying to see what movie that was. with. Uh, is it George Clooney or... George Clooney and, uh, and uh, that uh, Zach Galifianakis were at the end. Anyways, there's a I'll funny movie comedy that that happens at the end. Mm. But that but you you're know. right. Maybe once that's so interesting. Maybe once you have children, you go, "Oh, I need to do something about this to protect, to protect, yeah, to protect because it's natural." That's that makes more sense to me. I guess where I'm at the situation right now, it's like where I'm like, I don't want to tell people what to do, and I love that this society that we've built where we can have this fun and we can play mm -hmm. we can also say serious things we can influence and maybe like through that influence you know who knows i made some silly shit about tiktok but then all of a sudden it maybe started a conversation yeah. that maybe mm -hmm. could get it kicked out of here which is maybe a safer thing for america and that'd be pretty cool yeah and i like playing that part but but you, you know even earlier when we were looking at 40 laws of power the whole you're like you're able to be neutral mm -hmm. see both sides you're willing accepting of both sides and you're able to reason these are all great qualities of a leader. Thanks. And where you are right now, dude, let it rip. Let life, uh, life's going to happen. Marriage is interesting. Having kids is interesting. And all of a sudden, it's different when you have a son, you know. It's different when you have a daughter. You know, it's going to be a very, very different feeling with a daughter or a son. Mm. You know, and those dynamics are. And then age and then conversations with them. You're like, dude, this guy's so different than this guy. And how do I lead him versus her? And, you know. Is, you, is that scary when you have kids? Like, um like accepting the lack of influence you have over them because you can't be with them every second of every day and they're going to be influenced by their peers and the movie like do you have to just let go a bit can you you don't have a choice you don't have a choice Heavy, right yeah you don't have a choice with that so it's so so you know what the number one decision is the number one decision is who you marry yeah you know, when you're when you're talking to her at one of the, you know, say you're dating her for six months or 12 months yeah. and you're sitting there saying, OK, I like you. Yeah. We're cool. Would you make a good mom? Yeah. I, and, and if you would make a good mom, what would you teach my kids? How would you be? What would be uh, like, you know, you're talking about uh, Kellyanne Conway and George Conway and their daughter getting on videos oh, and showing right. what the yeah, life yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah, Dude, yeah. first of all, you guys screwed up right off the bat when you guys don't even agree on, you know, basic uh, politics. Basic politics. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Right off the bat, you're teaching. The the kid is looking at to say, oh, they disagree? Okay, yeah. I'm going to lean on that. I'm going to lean on mom. Yeah. And then, boom, I come out. So it, uh, uh, the number one thing is who you marry. And then from there is you being clear on seeing what your mom and dad did that you liked, you didn't like. You're like, dude, this shit didn't work. That didn't work. This definitely didn't work. I didn't like it, but it was very good because it worked on me. I needed this. And then eventually, and this is the biggest part, the, the reason why you're going to like making money is you have the resources to put a team together around you, mm. period. When you, when you have the money, 
You get to decide what nanny. You get to decide what private school. You get to decide what sports team. You get to decide which coach. You get to decide. You have resources. Mm. You have resources. The benefit of having resources to do that. And then people that are around you, say if we're working together, your kid's coming around me, you're like, I'm just thinking I would paddle. Oh, my kid's going around you. I know what Andrew's going to talk to them about. Th- oh, that's so you're the- vetting the parents. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. You're 100%. That's interesting. Andrew, when did you get married? Uh, December 18th last year. So you're about to have your one year anniversary. Yeah. And oh, you're and you're, two you're trying to have a kid. Is we it? just started. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. so, like you're lighting up right now asking these questions. You could tell he's inquisitive, very inquisitive. Well, it's yeah, because good. he's in the moment in the face, and he wants yeah. to yeah, learn yeah. from somebody who's done it. It's it's kinda like what we were talking about earlier with the red pill stuff where yeah, you're yeah. like, Talk to me when you get married. If you want to just be a guy, single yeah. guy bachelor for sure, yeah, soak yeah, it yeah. all in. But there's another level to it, yeah. right? Yeah. And then there's another level to you want to be a father, right? Who's the actor that you love that's going to play you in a movie one day? John no. Bernthal. John Bernthal. John Bernthal. John Bernthal. He's a beast. He's got yeah. this podcast. It's awesome, yeah, right? Yeah, he's great. And he's yeah, sitting he's there cool. with... Um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says, uh, you know, when do you become a man? When do you become a man, right? Yeah. He says, you become a man... When you become responsible for somebody else, yeah. this is life, right? Yeah. yeah. So now, when you're you're a husband now, right? Because Schultz and I used to be yeah. you know, hanging with the twins type of thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> now you respond. No, nah, you know what I'm saying. Now you're responsible for your girl, right? Yeah. But yeah. then that's one level. Yeah. Then there's another level of being responsible for a kid. Yeah. And like all, there's different levels to this. Yeah. So when Pat is responsible for. Four kids, his wife, his father lives in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Melva, who's the maid, and then yeah. and then every, all his like, employees like, and the people. So yeah. it's it's sponge it up, is what I'm saying. No, it's, for yeah. me, yeah. I mean, curiosity is, I think, the my most valuable trait, to be honest. You know, but um, and there's just a lot you can learn from people who've had those experiences. But yeah, I'm just mm. fascinated by it. Like, even getting even getting married, like there's there's being in love with somebody. And uh, there's also wanting to build a family. Like, I didn't want to just get married. I told my wife, I was like, whether the government knows we're married or not, I don't give a fuck. I mean, if, if you care. Yeah. But what I'm doing to you is I'm going, I want to build a family with you. And um, I knew I knew she was right. I Weirdly, I went to uh, a bookstore with my, my uh, wife on our like fourth date, actually. And uh, I picked out a book and I, and I gave it to her. And um, it was the Karma Sutra. Have you? Have you <laughs> <laughs> Yo, in my head, I was like, he reads books. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, pick 50, like so 50 positions. <laughs> you got me so good, 50 like, positions. Uh, yo, he got me so good. He's like, wow, he's so deep. I go, what a reader. I'm like, wow, he's a reader. Does he know the what story about the book? This is mostly <laughs> pictures. This is mostly pictures, this one. So here's yeah, what I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you have a tr- That's so funny, dude. No, but that, for real, like, we, we had those talks. Like, I want to build a family. And, like, I want to, like, you know, I want to I want to pass on the shit my, my father gave to me. You know, my dad's my hero. So, I, you know, I always think about every decision I make, I have this person where I get to go, well, what would he have done in that decision? Like, every tough thing that I go through, I go, well, how would he have handled it and um i want to be able to be that for my kids you know but yeah you know god willing i think you, i think you'll be i think you'll be just mind you i'm like i'm kind of like adam i don't i mean i don't have not kind of like i am like adam no kids but just talking to you and seeing you and just you'll be you're gonna be fine bro and you learn yeah, as so you go and it'll just be dope page 17 you'll be good, bro page, page 17, 17 yeah. so make it's where it's it at. 
Conversation. You'll conference. be fine. My man. Anyways, this has been a blast yeah. of a podcast. My I'm glad is. we got For together. Sure. This was unbelievable. Thank you so can, much. Before man. we wrap up, can I can I give a just a like a you know yeah yeah little, go for it. Little, uh, go ahead. PSA. Uh, so. Yeah. Love you, brother. That's yeah, nothing yeah. to do with you. And you're, sure, you're, sure. So I, this is more for the audience out here. But we were talking about Tate earlier. Oh, yes, right? yeah. So um, we did a whole podcast. We've had a great experience with him. Yeah, it was I huge, would, that podcast. Yeah, it, I it, saw it was that. the first uh, podcast that uh, I think he did right after um, he was banned. Yep. We had a great time. It was awesome. Brave and move, by the way. Brave move. And it brave worked move. out well. Yep. And I know he speaks uh, very highly of Pat. We speak very highly of him. I've said nothing but good things about Andrew Tate, you know, I did a, where am I going with this? Uh, we all look at podcasts we do, we're jokes, we're comedians, what have you, and we all, you know, if you ever played sports or do comedy, we, you get a mulligan every once in a while. If you could yeah. get a mulligan, you look back and you're like, could have done that one better. Oh, yeah. Could have done that one better. You've been there before? I'm sure. <laughs> so I did a podcast <laughs> with this guy called Sneeko. Yes. Um, two weeks ago, let's yes. say. And let's just say it could have gone better. Hey. I should have been nicer. Genuinely, uh, it just should have been nicer. Yeah. Be nice. And uh, in the context of, of this uh, podcast, I was you know, reaching and trying to you know, uh, find common ground with this guy. And I said some things about Tate in, uh, in the hopes that we were kind of bond over something. Mm. And in that process, I kind of said more than I should have. Mm. I'm not going to get into the details now, but I said more than I should have. And uh, when someone trusts you with something, a secret, mm -hmm. we take that very seriously around right. here. I take that very seriously. And I yeah. said something that I shouldn't have. And uh, I know that he wasn't probably happy about that. Mm. So um, one of the things I learned from Tate, for sure, sitting down with him, was taking accountability and personal responsibility. One of the hardest things to do is look in a mirror and be like, dude, you fucked up, dude. Like yeah. Everyone's like, no, no, you don't understand. It's like, no, I, I messed up real yeah. big time. So... Um, I want to take a second to give a mea culpa and an apology, and I'm sorry um, to to Tate. That's for sure. good. Good of you. To yeah. to Pat. Courage. Kind of put, yes, That's courage. Courage. courage right there. Yeah. That's right there. And to Pat, because I kind of put you in the in the middle of this. Apologizing to Andrew Saltz because uh, you're in the middle of this now, Vinny. I'm, to, I'm forgive okay. but, I'll forgive but you. But generally, I, I think if you if you, you have, need to apologize for taking a piece of my dick skin. <laughs> yeah, you freaking rascal. That's, that's what you, you need to rascal. apologize for. It. Yeah. So anyway, that too. But we uh, all make mistakes, man. We yeah. all make mistakes, and I think uh, the true test of a man is to own up to a mistake and say, you know what, I screwed up. And and when you do own up to it and give an apology and um, and move on. You're so, a good man. Mo last but not least, apologizing to the audience out there because we do try to do the best thing possible sure. and deliver real good product and we do value your opinions. And if there's anyone I pissed off by saying things I shouldn't have, I have the deepest apologies. But um, Good on you. Sorry. You're I'm, a good I'm, man. I'm good for good. You. It's not easy to do that. No, it's not easy to do. And we talked about it on the flight back and we said, hey, here's how it is and, you know, and you're, you're manning up yeah. to it. So I respect that. Yeah. But uh, awesome. Okay, thank good. You, bro. You're good with that. Yeah, thank you. Proud of you, man. Okay. Uh, anyways, this was sick. I this was it. awesome. Yeah. Felt like five minutes. Dude, yeah, you're freaking amazing. You, I got to tell you, you, you got a fan too. here, man. Big yeah. fan of what yeah. you're doing. Well, I got more uh, questions for you. So yeah. one of these days, you're going to get blown well, up. Sure. <laughs> the weirdest thing about sitting in podcasts like this is when you've watched someone online so many times and you're like, I think I like that person, but you don't know. Yeah. And then you come in and it's like, oh, we're homies. And it's like, I'm also yeah. a fan. And it's yeah, also yeah, like, yeah. you know, you know, I'm, no. Sutra. I'm pissed off about yeah. this fucker. Cause, Why? You were, Cause I'm like, he's fourth day and it's beautiful. I'm like, 
What bookstore? Vinny's like, crying. Yeah. I built the whole thing, and then you just <laughs> fucked. You just took that left, and I go, "This piece or, of shit." Or helped out. Or, or helped yeah. out. Or yeah. helped yeah. out. Because yeah. he knows. He yeah. sat down with the doctor that said a story. Dude, Everyone yeah. I was yeah. so. We're all like, "What book? I what busted?" I was invested. I was like, "You fuck!" But y'all, it was amazing. That was awesome. Bro. Well, if you if you're gonna do your next special, when you decide to do the next special, yeah, let us make an offer on it. Talk to us. Let us make an offer on it call Absolutely. us let us know we'd love to talk to you about that but uh with that being said i don't know we don't have another podcast no. this week we are monday we're with michael sailor that's right oh, cool which means on monday just so everybody knows we're gonna ask four questions <laughs> michael's gonna talk for just, two hours oh, yeah. we're gonna talk for 30 seconds Perfect. so just come to find out what those four questions are because we got to talk about sam bankman freed and Ooh, what the hell oh he just God. did with new york times if having you're not said subscribed that subscribe to pbd podcast please subscribe flagrant yes flagrant yeah check too. out flagrant man check it out please yep. thank you my man take care everybody have a great weekend bye-bye 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 peace